Welcome to episode 133 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, volume 2 of our Friday the 13th series continues with Friday the 13th part 6, Jason Lives from 1986. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. I'm Adam. And joining us once again, Mr. Diamond. Yay. Yimmy Diamond. Yimmy. <laughs> Yimmy's in the house. Yimmy Diamond. We're uh, rolling out the red carpet for this fella. <laughs> if, if we're covering a Friday 13th film, he's going to probably be here. If we cover Nightmare on Elm Street, he'll probably be here. Are you a big Halloween franchise guy? Oh, yeah. He'll be there then. There yeah, we go. Hey. <laughs> so, Nightmare 2. That's a big one for you. Yeah, the the ridiculous of Nightmare on Elm Street again is is right, right up, up there, right up my alley. Another movie with a great dancing Dance scene sequence, from '85. Uh, but yeah, we're covering uh, Jason Lives. Uh, I guess I, I think in the movie it's just called Jason Lives Friday Thirteenth, isn't it, or something? When the titles come up, oh uh, maybe it's not Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Jason Lives. It's Jason Lives. I do. I l- do love how when it comes up and it, it's like James Bond. How yeah, yeah, great is that opening? Yeah. And right away, it yeah. set, it sets the pace for yeah. this film, and you know what you're getting into. But yeah, we're, we're not going to talk yeah. about that quite yet. That's coming up. Uh, what else have you guys been watching? Anything exciting in your lives? You go ahead, man. What would what, you end up watching? You you want to. Uh, you want to co co do this one? <laughs> yeah, I think there'll be like. What, should we do something? I know we both watched. Yeah, Better Off Dead. Uh, this is the movie that Kyle talked about uh, maybe two or three episodes ago. Uh, John Cusack, Chris Armstrong, uh, directed by Sta- Savage, Savage Steve, Steve Holland, <laughs> um, and it's basically this guy who seems like he's on the top of the world, uh, John Cusack. Obsessed with his girlfriend. Obsessed. Loves his girlfriend um, and, and thinks everything's going right with her. I love the be- – the, it's like right at the beginning where he goes to his closet and his clothes and all his – it's Every literally like hanger. her face. Yeah, her face is like the hanger of all the money. Uh, There's so many great yeah. gags in this movie that it's work so well. filled with ideas, this mm-hmm. movie. And uh, uh, you've – it, everything kind of goes to shit for him, and then all of a sudden he kind he becomes suicidal. But but it's almost like suicidal in, in a Looney Tunes. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's having fun with it. Like his mom's like uh, he's in the garage and he's like uh, about to hang himself. And he's like I don't want to do this. His mom opens the door Darn and knocks him off the uh, <laughs> rickety uh, stool that he's on. Um. So yeah, like it's 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 got you know a tone that just seems so unique. And and Kyle talked about this how. It's it's really unfortunate 
how this all fell apart for this director, and he never really got to make... I know he makes a, a romp the next year, which doesn't sound that well, he interesting. Well, he did do another Cusack film. Yeah, um, the, the, One the, Hot Summer. One or? Hot Summer, which I actually just got on Blu-ray. I'm oh, nice. excited to read. I've heard that one's even weirder. Yeah. Oh, yeah? So I'm excited to revisit it. I don't remember much about it, but I didn't love Better Off Dead the first time But then either. he starts making just like Yeah, yeah, trash. that was kind of the end. Uh, and and I, I, I got a vibe like... It feels like the beginning of something. That's the only thing I'll say yeah. about this is it's some of it tonally doesn't always match. It reminds me of Bottle Rocket, the first Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm. where you're like, this is exciting. It's something new. Something, a voice like you've never really yeah. heard on screen. Mm-hmm. But there is moments that doesn't quite, like sometimes the the Looney Tune-esque. When he, he, there's a scene in this movie where this guy is flipping burgers at this place called like Piggy D's or some shit like uh, that. Oh yeah. And he kind of falls asleep and the burgers come to life in like almost like a clay-like music video to and I guess, Van Halen's I guess, rock song. And I guess the di- director was an animator as well. So he, that's how he got away All with doing this. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, in. It, I think in um, uh, the summer, when we went hot summer, yeah. he is an artist or something and like there's that plays into the like. As I think well. cartoons come to life or something. His his family is great. I love his mom. Yeah. His brother <laughs> is like this genius kid who's yeah. constantly building these cool contraptions. Pimp like, a pimp kid too. Like yeah, <laughs> he's reading this book. Like it comes in the mail. Like how do uh, win women influence uh, the opposite the fair sex? So I was like, uh, it's mine. I'll thank you. This kid's like nine, and like the next scene, he's in his bedroom with like a house coat, like Hugh Hefner, signed by a bevy of beauties. <laughs> this movie's awesome. And there's this yeah. one scene where he pulls up to these two fellows in the car and they have a speaker on their phone and the one guy is doing like a Howard Costell like, a, like thing and he's up at the lining thing yeah he, he, the one brother learned English from listening to Howard Costell <laughs> and it's the one 80s movie that I feel like it, it doesn't it, it treats as Asian American yeah. com- uh, characters with respect as an actual like, character respect. rather and, than like Long Duck and Dong. And that's and like then, a great like, a, oh, he learned English by listening to Howard Cosell. So that's how he his phrasing is. Yeah. And next up, I can't, I, I don't have yeah, an Howard Cosell uh, in, in impersonation in this, my bag. This whole but. film doesn't have a lot of those 80s uh, tropes that are, are don't hold up as well. Like mm-hmm. I think for the most part, like even the, the girl that you think is like, it's going that stereotypical uh, mm. French can't speak English, and then they play off oh, that. Oh, that's so way. great! Yeah. yeah, and her situation is terrible yeah. with her exchange student <laughs> family, and the mother's just trying to set her up with this. Until she has her she doesn't guy. speak English. Yeah. <laughs> And this one thing, like, no, he goes to hit on this uh, roller skating girl and his buddy, Curtis Armstrong, knocks this movie yeah, out of the park. Yeah, he kills it. He gets the tone. And I'll say- Is that, That's Booger, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's better in this tonally than Cusack is. I, I think so, too. What's Q- his name? Ch- Charles, uh, he has a great uh, name. Yeah. Charles, no, no. Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, Charles is, DeMar. Charles DeMar. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, the, um, the, the jock douchebag in this film- He's looking at like a John Cusack's like a girl, and he's like, "Oh, who's this young little uh, uh, pixie?" He's like, "Charles Dumas, sir, pleasure to meet you." Creators. I thought you were gonna. I love the scene where he insults him and Cusack, yeah, and then Boo starts like laughing he just his head laughs, off, like he like, actually thinks it's a great joke, yeah, and he yeah. brings up later on yeah. how good of a joke it was. Yeah, against he does him. later. He yeah, just, he neuters this bully at every yeah. conceivable motion, and, like, and he he gets the tone of this movie because it's mm-hmm. so. Out mm-hmm. there, right? And I think Q, the the one thing I'll say about Cusack is Cusack is 
often trying to bring it back down to reality a bit. Well, again, like, that's hmm. why Cusack hated the film, right? He yeah. didn't realize it was this crazy film. He thought he was making more of this like dark comedy. And, and the only time I, I go out of this movie and, and it, and I, I blame Cusack a, a bunch is when he tries to make it like just a standard teen like romance where you can feel his actual feelings mm-hmm. instead of like a you get a, yeah, you get a little yeah. bit at the end with the romance stuff but yeah. I think also they maybe they needed that thrown in not necessarily just the romance those... it'll be just sometimes when he's playing a scene and the scene is just freaking wacky yeah. and the way he's reading it and everybody around him gets it especially Curtis yeah. Armstrong. He's playing it like John Cusack would have played it in you say, know, anything. say anything or something like that. Is this post say anything? Pre. Oh, pre yeah. say anything. Okay. Um, and and so it's rare that an like a classic John Cusack movie. I would think he might be the weak link yeah. in a way. Just he's still great because he's John Cusack yeah. at the height. Mm-hmm. But it, he doesn't quite understand, I don't think, what the director's yeah. going for occasionally. Um, but, man, like, there's so many great and con- gags. The gags pay off. That yeah. one kid with the $2. Give me $2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the paper great. boy. And even this end was at the ballpark. Like When they're running through yeah. the field and they're all chasing yeah. them. And they, like, they, you see all the paper it's boys like all a, around. Like, like a monster movie with these paper yeah. boys. Yeah, my son has yeah. been quoting that. Like, he didn't watch the whole movie with me because mm-hmm. a lot of these movies I didn't know if would be pro- appropriate. Yeah. And then there's maybe some moments, but he probably could handle mm-hmm. But he came down, like, during the last bit and saw the paper boy, some of the paper boy bits. So he's been quoting that a lot. It's, it's really. Uh, I think, like, uh, I think uh, Becky, she was going to give him two bucks or something for yeah. one thing. He kept saying, Mom, what, is that $2? <laughs> she's like, I don't get it. Was that? And then we explained, and she's like, Is that appropriate? I'm like, Yeah, it's yeah, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, that's yeah, I, funny. I think that's. He's, he's seen uh, a lot worse mm-hmm. sit on the on the schoolyard. I'm I'm sure, or hearing a maybe, lot worse. Yeah, maybe, um, We're at Uncle Maddie's. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's played video games with me. He knows these words. Um. So yeah, really enjoyable. It it mm-hmm. and another one of these '80s movies, similar to Heather's, mm-hmm. which I hadn't seen that had this like such a unique tone. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if I liked it as quite as much as Heather's because I feel like Heather's like. There's like a consistency with the vernacular and everything that's mm-hmm. going on, um, and I never thought I'd say this, but I think Christian Slater is better in that than John Cusack Weird, is in right? this, which I never in a million yeah. years would ever think I would say Christian Slater is better than John, John Cusack, Cusack than anything at their primes. But um, yeah, I, I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, I give it an eight as well. That might be a maniac. What'd it's a maniac. Oh yeah, I give it like a nine. nine. Yeah, yeah, it's a maniac. Yeah, cool. Nice, I, go. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to watching the, one hot summer. This one, not necessarily yeah. one hot summer. Well, I'll, I'll watch yeah. it. You know, it. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I, that one's got uh, this Bob one Pat again. Gold, gold three. Oh, awesome. In, it, uh, in his 80s, I, I guess. Prime. It, I think he's his buddy in that one. Is and in it's, this uh, as well? No, it's uh, and I think it's is it Demi Moore is the the female. Mm. I don't. I, I'm excited to watch it because again, better off dead. I didn't like that much i was watching all like say anything mm-hmm. and it was like i was expecting that film and then i got this weird like whatever better off dead is yeah. so it threw me off and then every time i've revisited it's went up and up for me mm-hmm. like the last time i watched it, i was like holy shit this is like top comedy for me yeah top 10 comedies it, it is um, it like consistently yeah. hilarious i just i was surprised how yeah i'm just so bummed funny every that little gag is he just doesn't like his second most seen movie <laughs> is stuck in the suburbs uh, which is just like a Nickelodeon movie uh, or man. Disney movie that like is, you know, 
Yeah, we'll see. I, I'll let you guys know. That's I it. have it to watch. Malibu Rescue, you know, mm-hmm. that's the, the recent movie he made for Netflix. That's like it just seems yeah, like it. A, well, it killed. Yeah, it killed his enthusiasm. Like how how would you feel? You get this hot star. You think you're making this masterpiece, mm-hmm. and then your hot your your star like hates it and is embarrassed by it, and then you got to go make another movie with him right after that you were going to go even crazier yeah. thinking your star would be down with it. And then and he's not. He's just miserable because he doesn't even want to be there anymore. That sucks. But then, like, again, the audience yeah. has loved it. Like, that, that's it, it bugged Cusack even more that everyone brought up this film during all of his other films. Yeah. He'd be there to promote, uh, what's the other one he did? Uh, fuck. We talked about it before, and the, the people just kept on yeah. bringing up this movie. And it's like, I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Was this a hit? I don't know. I think so. It definitely was. Like it's mm-hmm. probably the biggest cult following. Yeah, it probably was a because I, I think that's what John Cusack said. Like they would be, he'd be doing a, a conference for another 3. movie. Three point five, ten million made. Okay, so three times, not yeah. bad for a comedy. Um, regarded as a cult classic, yeah. No, um, you know, yeah, that's pretty big. Because again, they didn't spend. It's not like now where they spend as much on marketing as they do making the mm-hmm. film. They probably spent another five hundred thousand on marketing, so it, you're still bringing in yeah. six million. Yeah, I'm, uh, like I'm wondering, like, is uh, is something like, uh, you know, ta- uh, tape heads or say anything were they hits or say anything was a huge one. I think this is the, the beginning of John Cusack's career, million. right? Like, this is still early in his career. Yeah, he's coming off of uh, like he was in tape heads is a bomb. <laughs> he was in one of the the John Hughes films, though, right? Bit part. Like he's in uh, sixteen candles. Sixteen candles yeah. in a bit part, and then the sure thing he's in, right? Yeah, the sure. Th- yeah, I think that's when that's I was thinking his, of like, for- where he's trying to like talk. Oh no, that was before this. That's yeah, before this. Huh. So that made eighteen million. Okay. Huh. Uh, out on a four million. So oh, so that's a bigger yeah. So yeah, like uh, it, it's. It, you know, he was a big deal, though, like as a young... It's probably like the Friday 13th, like we talked about uh, bringing in the Friday 13th, where like, you know, even though part five did huge, it's still, can you know, it was still a drop yeah. off from the other films, right? So like... Or like, yeah, f- Family Plot uh, with the Hitchcock one, mm-hmm. where it's considered like, we're not going to give him any more money, mm-hmm. like free, he's going to have to prove himself. And it yeah. was still like, you know, yeah. made a crazy amount of money, but yeah. it was just like not compared to what he made before. I think that's what happens, even with sequels and stuff. Like they still make a lot of money, but they're seeing a drop off, and they do the math that like if it's knocking out this much by the time, you know, it's getting riskier and riskier yeah. with each each film. Um, I uh, coming up, kind of kind of uh, related, but not really. I watched Communion from 1989. That's a uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, so Show Factory just put this out. It's part of their their. Um, Site exclusive releases they make like a couple thousand. You can only get on their site yeah. when it's gone. It's gone. I had to get this. It's one I've been waiting to see. This is based on uh, apparently a true story. Uh, Whitley Strieber did this novel about his uh, alien abduction accounts. Uh, Walking his family, they go to uh, their family cottage, and there's an incident there. The wife doesn't remember, so she doesn't know. Is walking crazy. It seems to hit him the, the hardest. He he's awake during all this. Um, and he starts going to these various uh, hypnotic regression therapy sessions. Um, and that's pretty much the film. And it's him remembering some things. It's not a great film, but no. by any means, like, it's, it's like Adam would. Is it going to be a terrible does it, film? Does it creep you out a little bit? Well, that, 
yes and no. Like there yeah. there is a moment or two, and it's kind of creepy. But then there's moments it's like really silly and bad, and the acting is yeah. bad. like the whole thing is kind of a bad. The aliens, like some of them look cool. This is one of the first movies I think to have get the, the grays, the grays on screen, that look of them, and they do something cool yeah. where you find out that that's just a suit they wear. But then there's all these other aliens. Yeah, I'm looking at the poster cloaked. now. It looks like the what we think of aliens. Yeah. yeah. So this is the film that kind of brought that to the, the the mainstream, I guess. But then there's these fat aliens and cloaks that feel like something like a horror film, like something you'd see in a troll or something, <laughs> which is kind of weird. There's a, there's like a scene with a dancing alien. <laughs> oh, and it's uh it's uh Lindsay Kraut like uh, David Mamet's. Ex-wife Lindsay okay. Krauss is the lead. Yeah, she's not that great in it. Yeah, she's um, not usually great in his movies either. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's this weird mix where, like, for the most part, it's bad and, and silly. There's a couple good moments. The reason you're watching this film, though, and why I think everyone should watch it—it's boobs, isn't it? <laughs> No, that was, la- that was the last Friday 13th. I, I think, Jimmy, was that the first thing you said in this episode? <laughs> it may have been. He's excited to see some alien titties. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I've seen Total Recall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Christopher Walken's performance, you guys have to watch it for that. It's his most probably outlandish, crazy, over-the-top. Even before the abductions, he's doing something. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. You have to watch this. It is such a strange... Weird performance. I, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, you gotta all watch right. it. That's all I'm gonna all say. Right, man. You're gonna hate the film because it's awful. <laughs> it's made. He's pointing at me, folks. Yeah. Um, again, maybe not awful. I think there's some there's some effective stuff in there. Um, but I I did I enjoyed it, but not for the reason I thought it was gonna be. Like it's not. You're not gonna enjoy this the same way you enjoy Fire in the Sky or like this fourth kind fourth guy, whatever. You're gonna enjoy this because Christopher Walken's performed so over them. There's some kind of cool things because it takes place across the time too. There's like mm. a scene on Halloween with a cool scare. Um, any I was fuck any movie that has Halloween in costumes, I'm giving an extra point. Yeah. Uh, there's Christmas in there as well. Wow. One, one of the abductions. It's like Kyle Katnip. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is like so you're getting all these little, even though they're minor scenes, you're getting those extra stars. I'm gonna give it six and a half. Um, because yeah, I, I there's some cool stuff, and I guess again the way it's based on true story, like even that the guy that wrote it, like I don't know, was his alien abductions, was his mm-hmm. angels, was this fucking me having. Uh, all in my trip. head. I don't even know. It sounds like too the guy. It's gotta be angels. Yeah, that makes most <laughs> it sense. It sounds right? like the guy that writes it, you know, is kind of contradict himself on other stories, and I'm sure it's it's false. Mm-hmm. But I want to believe. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Fox Mulder over here, right? You know th- these things. It's like ghost stories and the Bigfoot. Yeah. Like I know in my heart they're probably not real, but I hold hope that in a tiny one bit, day, that a little maybe, bit of wonderment. You know, but uh, yeah, no, watch it for his performance, for sure. He's already lost the tooth fairy. Don't take away his <laughs> yeah. ghost. And, like Santa Claus is probably the most heartbreaking thing to find out yeah. that he might be real. <laughs> uh, anyone else watch anything? Diamond, you watch anything? Uh, actually, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I barely had enough time to watch like the, the, movie the two series, movies. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I watched uh, The Book of Boba Fett from uh, the Disney Plus, which I guess is like the Mandalorian... Of runoff? Have you guys seen this? Did you no. watch? Yeah, I watched no. it. Yeah, I did watch it. Yeah. It's like a seven-episode uh, arc, and the first three are just following uh, Boba Fett and what happens after he gets. And you're just reading the, this on the screen, screen, right? Yeah. It's just a book that you're reading yeah, on yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Kindle kind of shit going on. Yeah. No, what I didn't like about this movie is like Boba Fett is 
kind of boring in this. Did you find that like the first few episodes? You're like, I, oh, I found this series fine. Goodness. I know everyone hates it, but I, I don't have high expectations After for the Star first, Wars anymore, right? Like uh, the first three episodes, it's like him. What happened in the back? He gets into the city of uh, Mos Eisley or some shit like that, and he becomes like the uh, the mafia boss, and he has to try to figure out how to run the city. That's or, like, what a you mafia expect, boss. but it's not. Yeah. It's got like it, the guys yeah. working for them are these like teens on their fucking yeah, shiny mopeds. mopeds. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck were you guys yeah. thinking? It seems uh, I, I didn't like it, but they introduced the Mandalorian back in the like later half of the season. So I'm like, all right, it's kind of cool, but it, I know it was I a liked, bit of a like slog. I liked some of the the stuff, the mm-hmm. training. I thought it was cool to see like the sand people from a different point of view yeah. than just those crazy guys out in the sand attacking people. Oh, I think what, the I Rancor monster stuff I thought was I fucking thought was awesome. Dope. I think there's some cool. What stuff, I didn't like but. about this is a guy who plays Boba Fett is kind of a drip. Like I yeah. didn't care much for him. I think him. the problem really is yeah. like Boba Fett is a nothing character. I think yeah. we. Talk, yeah. I feel like we talked yeah. about this before. He's a guy I wanted that has you a, guys to explain Boba Fett yeah, to me. He's yeah. a guy you that couldn't. has a cool suit. That's the only reason he's yeah. becoming. He did nothing in Empire Strikes Back, right? He's a, he's got a cool Captured suit. Captured Han, yeah. Return of the Jedi. He does he nothing. He just happens to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he looks awesome. And then so like, he's never going to live up to your story. Wherever. And so when they yeah. have to like actually show him and they're trying to make him a good guy, it ruins that like myth. Like keep him as that guy that yeah, we know nothing about. Mysterious. I think, fella. I think uh, same thing with Darth Vader. I think when you have mm. to start showing his origins, it makes him less uh, a less interesting character. Like good thing yeah. we had Hayden Christensen to. To pull that one out, yeah, yeah. he did really well. Yeah. Or the Lloyd uh, Chris, Wilson. isn't he coming yeah. back? Isn't I think it? he might be in like the new Obi yeah, Wan uh, series that's coming out. So I, I think some characters like it's better left as a mystery. Yeah, but what's cool about this is uh, what's that? Uh, Seth Bullock, uh, I forget the guy's name. Timmy oh, Olyphantastic. Tim, Tim, yeah, right, he's he pretty awesome. much plays Seth Bullock in space, which I'm like, uh, all right, awesome. I'm in. <laughs> like he was in Mandalorian previously. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in. He's always fun. Yeah, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know, man. It was a slog. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Like, it gets better near the end. But the weird thing is, they have a deep fake Luke. He's like a young uh, Mark Hamill playing like uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, it just seems so yeah. glitchy. I don't know, odd. Like, I, I didn't like the fact that I'm watching. It like, still a, looked better than some of the other yeah. times they did that in the other films. But still, I'm like, yeah. eh, it seems like. It's one of those things like it's cool that we can we have the technology that yeah. we can show young Mark Hamill and keep it all it, instead of having to recast. At the same time, it feels like you're adding like video gaminess yeah. to these shows. I don't know, whatever. Um, what are you giving? Uh, Six point five. Six point five. It was a hard to get into. I got two. I'm going to knock out because they're uh, sequels. Or did you have something? Sorry, did I, I just no. I, I can go late. I got a. I got no, you jumping. I got about three more. Yeah, jump in, baby. So. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, I, I got. I'll, I'll jump in because I got a couple. Yeah, shut up, Adam. <laughs> well, I got three more, and then something we're going to talk about together. Okay, fuck, you jump in okay. then. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was difficult. Uh, that was like a tennis match, getting served back and forth like Wimbledon Well, I just want to make sure that shit. it's not one of us talking yeah. too long, that's uh, all. Uh, so, <laughs> from 1985, yeah, uh, just so you know, we're doing a best of 1985 in, in June. In the near future, yeah. Uh, so we're trying. That's coming up, man. That's coming up. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's going to be here quick. Uh, I watch Sam Raimi's Crime Wave. Have, have either of no, you seen I've this? Seen I, I've owned this on Blu-ray for like yeah. 10 years, but I haven't had the urge to throw it in. So it, I love the plot. Like it seems like, you know, this guy that's, he's he's trying, his one business partner's trying to to take over the business and sell it off and, and screw him over. So he decides he's going to go kill his business partner and he hires these exterminators. They're actually exterminators, but they have like this exterminator machine, which is one of the better gags that they turn it from rats 
to humans. Nice. To, and there's another phase Elephant. of this. Uh, is but, this in the future? Where does it take place? Is it in the past? Is it like a gangster 50s thing? Uh, or does it take place present time, 80s present time? It feels kind of present time, but okay. could be like in the past. Maybe it's in the 30s. Th- there's some problems yeah, with this movie. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely feels... Uh, thrown together in a weird way. Joel and Ethan Cohen wrote this. Hmm. So you're thinking the Cohen brothers yeah. and Sam Raimi coming off it. That's why I think I never watched it cuz like if it was that good people would have been talking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um it has this amazing energy like very almost like pre-raising Arizona Looney Tunes-esque like it's always going there's this cr- mm. all these crazy things. There's some gags. Some of the performances are really out there and wild and some of the performances are god awful. <laughs> Louise Lasser, who's given like the lead, who's most famous for being in a bunch of Woody Allen stuff, it I guess she was having drug problems or drinking problems or something. But like I was like, on. what is going on with this woman? Like she's she's so all over the place. So they couldn't leave her alone. She would get too wasted and they couldn't <laughs> film stuff. Uh there are too many exterminators. The one is so good. The other one, you can tell all his lines are 80 yard, but no one else basically is. Those Most importantly is yeah. Bruce Campbell in this film. Yeah, Bruce Campbell <laughs> is in this film. He plays uh, Ronaldo the heel because he's like the heel character that is tr- trying to take this guy's girl, which isn't his girl. He just like assumes that he's got a shot with her. He's awesome in this. The guy that plays the the lead, uh, Vic Ajax, Reed Bernie, who's like a character actor, you'd recognize him from a bunch of shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. He actually, I think, holds his weight. There's one of the exterminators has this laugh that is infectious and great. There's a great car chase scene that's really... You're sho- kind of selling me on yeah. this. <laughs> shows off a lot of Raimi's kind of skill. I think Raimi comes off better than the Coen brothers, but there's a lot of good dialogue. It's kind of lowball humor where you... like what, Want it to be? All the jokes, you kind of want it so that the Coens aren't trying to make it anything more than this kind of slapsticky. But... It's a mess. It's a fucking yeah. mess. Like <laughs> falls apart. It the the plotting is all over the map. The tone changes all the time. Uh, it, it seems like Raimi just lost control uh, when I read about it later. Like he he didn't get the final cut, and then they just kind of like ripped things Bangled apart. It. There was often a lot of issues with him just even getting to make it, and then it, of course it was a huge bomb. So no one is like keeping any of this shit around. So there's mm-hmm. probably no yeah. footage to save this one. Um, but it's still like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I would maybe watch it again, even though at various times I was like, what the hell is happening on screen? Like yeah. six? I think hmm. it's yeah. six. I'm gonna, I'll watch it because I have it. Yeah, it's 1985. Watch, Might as well check it out, right? Uh, but a disappointment for me. Like I, I heard that it wasn't great, but... Raimi and the Cohen brothers. It just felt like maybe yeah, just people didn't. And, and I think I'm a bit, well, I think Maddie and myself mm. are bigger Raimi fans than you, so I wonder if mm. it would work even Be better for us, I think. I don't know. I don't, like, I feel like I like this more than almost anybody that yeah. I, I was, like, Talked this is not a well-liked movie. movie. Yeah. And it doesn't have a cult status either. No. It's not like something, it seems like Raimi just wants to forget about it. Cohen brothers Everyone never mentioned it. forget about it. it. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of their mo. Like they don't really like talking about almost anything. Mm. Um, anyways, that was Crime Wave from 1985. Uh, was there a dance sequence? Exciting. There is a dance sequence nice. actually, and it's pretty good. There's some like 
Uh, anyways, there's like yeah. <laughs> definitely you know some good gags, uh, visual gags throughout the movie, but mm-hmm. it, it's just it's all over the place. It's all like I think I wrote it Looney Tunes movie, but it's Three Stooges execution. Like it's really <laughs> sloppy. Hmm. Again, you're you're selling me on this. Yeah, that's like- <laughs> um, I watched Romancing the Stone. Not from 1985, from 1984. Because there's a it's sequel. Michael Douglas and, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Catherine Turner, Turner, Danny DeVito's uh, one of the villains in there, directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis. It's crazy because I guess Zemeckis did, uh, I forget, he did two films before this. One of them was Used Cars, which is uh, pretty great, yeah. underrated. One other one, but I guess they were bombs. He had to like fight. Like He read the script and wanted to get on there, and they were like, eh. They give and it then I guess he was going to do Cocoon as well. And then they saw like the early screening of this movie, and so they fired him off Cocoon. Um, oh. And then this movie ended up being this huge fucking hit. hit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, wasn't this another one? Did Doug, Michael Douglas fight for him potentially? Maybe yeah, because I, th- I feel like he was the producer or something on this. I feel like Michael Douglas did that a lot in the eighties, where he was. And he like, was always right. No, yeah. these are the guy. This is who I want to. And Zemeckis, yeah, Zemeckis follows this up with fucking Back to the Future, Who Framed yeah. Roger Rabbit. You know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Catherine Turner, she's playing this uh, famous romance novelist, Joan Wilder. Um, I guess her sister is captured uh, by these, um, I think it's Colombians. Uh, but they're, they're after this treasure map that her and her husband or boyfriend found. They kill the boyfriend. You just hear about this. Yeah. But before he died, he sent the map off to her. Uh, so they say, do you got the map? She checks her mail yet. Yeah. Bring it to here. We'll let you and your sister go. So she has to get on the plane uh, to go to uh, this Colombian little coastal city in there, mm-hmm. uh, Car- Cartagena. Um, anyways, uh, she gets on the wrong uh, bus, ends up lost. These All these various criminals are after her, and she runs into the exotic bird smuggler, Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like the Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones of this role. movie, right? And kind of like Indiana Jones, too, where he's yeah. a bit of an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> great scene where they find this, like, plane, uh, this down plane, and it's all full of, like, weed. <laughs> so they, they're, like, smoking the weed, and they have to, like, burn the weed to, to keep warm, so they're getting high off probably the fumes. Um, yeah, it, it's super fun. And, and he's not like, he's he's not like, oh, I'll, I'll help you to... to you know, he's mm. like, well, what do you got? And she's like, I got 375 of traveler's checks. And he's like, okay, I'll take that. I'll, I'll get you that destination. She's got this big heavy suitcase. He's like, oh, here, let me help you with that. And she's like, oh, thank you. And he fucking whips it <laughs> off. And he's like, we don't got time for that. Um, yeah, no, he he's fun in this. This is a mm. film that like, I, I, I watched a lot as a child. I think the last time I watched it, though, didn't I? maybe I had too much hype. I was thinking like yeah. it's going to be as good as Ray's Lost Ark. It's not as good as those films, but it, it's, I don't know. I had the right, maybe it was in the right mood. I had a blast with this, this mm-hmm. time. Danny DeVito is just this great kind of bumbling uh, villain in here. If you, yeah, if you like Indiana Jones, it's got that mixed with like com- kind of romantic comedies, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, there's a finale in a castle with like crocodiles and people getting in, their so limbs what, ripped off. This is one I've and, always wanted to watch, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't work yeah, for everyone. It seems like the reviews are very mixed, so I, I don't know if it would work for you. It's funny because I'm like, ah, my son, he's like, ah, can I be down here while you're finishing? I was watching the ending. I was like, yeah, there hasn't really been anything. Yeah. And then fucking the last like 10 minutes, this crocodile was eating people's arms <laughs> off and there's blood everywhere and, <laughs> and he's fighting with the arm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Super entertaining, uh, a lot of fun. The cast, everyone seems to be having fun. I'm going to mm-hmm. give it eight. Oh, awesome. And I followed it up with Jewel of the Nile, because that is 85. from 1985. 
Um, this I don't know if I've seen this. I'm not sure. Like I feel like I watched both of them previously as well, but I don't know. This time the adventure uh, moves to Egypt. Uh, there's a villainous Arab uh, leader. He, he he tricks Joan to come to Egypt, and he's this you know famous. He's the leader there. Come and write my biography, and she's always wanted to write a biography, so she leaves Michael Douglas behind. Um, DeVito's back again, but he's kind of teaming up with Michael Douglas, but he doesn't trust him. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of like backstabbing there. Yeah, this film sucks. <laughs> really? oh, it's that, like this 180. Uh, um, made right at a year yeah. after. Yeah, but Zemeckis is not involved here. It's they probably rushed it out. Uh, director. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And Cujo. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe like it was just rushed. Uh, I don't know. It's missing like all the charm. Uh, th- Seems like a quick turnaround for a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, they didn't expect to be a success. Yeah. Right? They probably didn't plan a sequel. Then it ended up being the su- surprise. So how success quickly? Like, like within three yeah. months, do they make the yeah. like yeah. plan everything? Turn around. It seems like they're focusing more on the romance, and it feels kind of more cheesy in this one. Whereas the other one, it's like it's there, but it's kind of like they're kind of playing off on how cheesy it is. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, like they're really trying to show Michael Douglas is a good dude. Uh, the action adventure just isn't as exciting, and the, the setting I don't know. Like I sometimes e- Egypt to me isn't as exciting. Like sand and and shit, it's kind of dull compared to like jungles yeah. and waterfalls and all that kind of shit. I'm gonna go four. Fuck and a your ha- pyramids. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. There's not even pyramids. It's like literally. Um, well, I, I, jungles got pyramids too. Yeah, uh, it's like pyramids. Yeah. Oh stuff. right. Well, different. Like the pyramids. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but this, this one, I don't think there's pyramids. Anyways, four and a half out of ten. <laughs> this one uh, did not work for me at all. What a huge drop off. I was kind of excited. I'm like, wow, this romance sounds so fun. I'm kind yeah. of excited to watch the sequel. Maybe it could be a top ten. You know, in the in fighting for that top ten spot. And uh, nope, maybe top ten worst <laughs> of the year. Uh, what else you got, Adam? I'm, I- Oh, sorry. Have you guys seen Brazil? Sorry. Yes. I watched Brazil this week. What a crazy, insane movie. Yeah. It's pretty much 1984, but with like the bumbling aspect of actual government and done by Monty Python. Yeah, Terry Gilliam. Uh, Gorgeous movie. What this guy is? Uh, he works for pretty much like a, a government. He's a government drone. The government comes in if you're. Uh, they have thought police. There's constantly bombings by these terrorists who doesn't want the government involved in their thoughts. So this one guy gets uh, wrongly arrested and like taken out on Christmas Day, and he feels really bad because he guys set him up. So he's trying to right the wrong that happened, but. Throughout the movie, he's having these insane daydreams where he is like this flying angel with oh, wings yeah. and a sword. And there's this one girl that's beautiful. He's trying to capture her. And he ends up meeting her because she's a neighbor of the guy who is falsely imprisoned. Right. Because, so he's yeah, trying yeah. to like romance her by saying, no, I can fix this. Let me fix this. And it's just all the insane adventures they get up to. And it, Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say it, it, it keeps like – um, going wrong. Yeah, like no, nothing goes right. And uh, there are some of these zany characters like Bob, Bob Hoskins. Hoskins is incredible in this. Pre-Mario, he plays a plumber who's like trying to fix his uh, apartment, but he's like such a bumbling idiot. Robert De Niro is this... Oh, yeah, I forgot he's in this. Uh, a, a sniper plumber who comes in to like help him out because he knows yeah. he's one of the good guys. Like this movie's... Insane! Like it is such a ride, man. Did you say it takes place on Christmas? Uh, the, yeah, the uh, he gets arrested on Christmas. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might dig this one because of Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah like, I've never seen yeah. this. Like this is my favorite Terry Gilliam. Yeah, better than Thirteen Monkeys. 
Uh, yeah, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, a little bit. Twelve, 12, more. 12 monkeys. I love twelve monkeys. You don't? Yeah. No, I love twelve oh, okay. monkeys. Sorry, I thought you guys were joking. Like it's a bad movie. No, he yeah, just yeah, said yeah. thirteen monkeys, oh. and yeah. I, I, I didn't want to be an asshole. And, yeah. Wait, wait, what? what why not? Waited. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, Jimmy's here. He made like he talks about the pyramids in Egypt, and my first thing was like, oh, I'll rip this guy apart. And I was like, hey, he's a guest. God yeah. damn it, I can't go into him like I would Kyle. <laughs> um, Please don't. Yeah. Um, but I would say, just wait, one more episode. Yeah. Kid gloves are off, man. What is Give me a bottle of wine. What first. Is, we, need, we need like a, a film that Jimmy Diamond really loves and Adam really hates that they can get at it. Well, we might get to that. Maybe yeah, like right? Jason goes to Mad Hat. Yeah. Uh, this film. Yeah, like it, 12, I, I'm a huge 12 Monkeys fan. Mm-hmm. Like I, I rewatched that a few years this ago. This one is way more our cartoon esque in a way. Like yeah. it's madcap. Like it's, it's got a, a different vibe, but also mm-hmm. like it's still kind of a. Emotional, yeah. For like how goofy it is, it's like saying a really poignant uh, statement. Yeah, I'm, I've been really because uh, I haven't seen this in maybe a decade, and I this mm-hmm. is this is like at the top of my like must watch for eighty five. Yeah. It's like the probably the movie I'm most excited to rewatch. Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch I'm excited. Oh, it's eighty five, so I'm gonna get to see. I had no idea what I was getting into watching this movie. Like it. it throws you a curveball when you first start watching it and it just keeps curving yeah and, and like uh, his mother who's played by uh, yeah, Mona, Mona from, uh, from who's the boss. boss and she's getting all this crazy plastic surgery it's some of the craziest yeah, like they're like effects. stretching out her face so she looks like a, like a pancake like drop dead Fred and shit like that but yeah. that's like the look of, of yeah. uh, that people want and there's like the one uh a plastic surgeon and the other one who's a little person doing her buddy and she looks like someone hit her with a baseball bat. Yeah. It, this movie's bad Insane. shit. You got to check it out. Like, I can't explain it because uh, you did. It's one something the, you want to talk about endlessly, but it, it yeah. just sounds like nonsense. It, it, it is nonsense, but it, it's cohesive. It's super cohesive. And that's the thing. A lot of Terry Gilliam, he mm. just like either his financing falls apart so yeah. he's making the movie in chunks and mm-hmm. this one feels like he got the money he got the ability to do some stuff mm-hmm. um and but it's all there this film though they they cut to shit too right there's on the the blu-ray there's the director's cut and the theatrical cut and i think he hates the theatrical cut isn't it like oh, yeah. 20 minutes or half an hour it, cut out or something it might be i think that mm-hmm. one quickly got changed though i i believe yeah it, from the get-go yeah um like i think it went into theaters because, yeah, I don't know. Was it a bomb? I don't initially? think, it, yeah, it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a bomb and yeah, it cost a lot of money. How could you explain this? You could but probably like that, by like trailers would look awesome the, for this movie. The woman that's crying mm-hmm. in uh, when it gets, she gets bombed out or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. That, it's, it's hard, right? And like everyone is so callous, but her, like, it's, yeah. It's cool, man. I'm going to seven point five. Like even the scenes, like they make no sense other than like they're his daydreams. But it's like another movie you're watching. Uh, it's it's one that uh, it really holds up on second yeah. viewings too because there's so much going on. One of the uh, the ending got me. Like yeah. it, it, it hit me. Like it, like my gut. I'm like what the fuck just happened? So. Yeah, I would recommend checking this out yeah. before. Did you, did you watch, like, where did you watch? I uh, bought the Blu-ray. Okay, yeah. and did you watch the theatrical or directors? Uh, directors. Okay, I was going to say, because I think yeah. the ending is one of the big things that they changed. Like, oh, one, yeah? one of them was like a happier ending or something. Yeah, um, anyway. yeah I don't think that... Uh, no, no, this yeah. is not... Uh, this is not that one. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to, to rewatch mm-hmm. this. I think I think it was like... 
it's one that we we talk about it sometimes when you we see a movie and it's it's got a tone that you're just not used to and mm-hmm. it takes a second. That was the first time I saw that. It did feel like watching uh, Dead Alive because it has that same like wonky feel. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the same like fisheye camera and oh yeah, all that. Yeah. Hmm. So what else? Oh, I so I watched uh, Minx. From 2022, this is the new show on HBO Max. It okay. uh, stars uh, Jake Johansson, who's the porn maker with the heart of gold. Okay, and basically, it's about the first male uh, uh, nudie mag, basically. Oh, okay, for, you know, for the female audience, yeah. and it's this uh, this woman who basically wants to make the misogynist. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what her actual uh, title of her magazine was. And it's ridiculous. It's called Breeders Digest. Yeah, <laughs> but like basically, it's a fe- like hardcore feminist <laughs> magazine. Yeah, that was good, right? Glad you said that. Anyways, uh, it, it's it's really promising. It, it balances the the humor uh, and and the and and the kind of like serious nature of like how a woman was able to could get a magazine like yeah. that out there. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but 7.5. Oh, that good, eh? Cool. Yeah. It's a, a, one of the more solid... HBO uh, outings this year? I've seen since the start of the yeah, year. Have you, you haven't watched the uh, Lakers dynasty. I haven't watched Winning Time yet, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched uh, two films that are kind of related to what we're talking about. Uh, the, the Violence Movie and The Violence Movie 2 from 88. I think they're both from 88. Huh. Um, this is uh, directed by Eric D. Wilkinson, who is the director of Acquis- Acquisition and Sales of MD- MVD Entertainment. They're kind of like, um, not like a shelf factory, not on the quite level, but they release yeah. like Jack Frost and all that kind of shit. Um, I'm bringing that up because that's the only reason these films made it to DVD. He even, like, when they came out, he said, just let you know, it's pretty much a film. These are both films, one's 15 minutes, one's 20 minutes. Oh. That he made, like, fucking, it's just him and his buddies getting together. They went, they had 100 bucks, they rented a camera for the day. And they just <laughs> and made. And they shot this this movie. That's how the first one made. The second one probably, you know, a little bit more. Budget. To it, but not really. This is like if you and this is like watching if you pulling out a videotape that you and your friends fucking did in yeah. high school that you guys think is funny, um, but at the same time like it's awful obviously because there's no plot. Yeah. Like this open this story is just like the serial killer escaped. He's wearing a Freddy mask and then he eventually gets a Jason mask for the last half in the first film. That's the plot. It's him attacking this guy in, in situations. No budget, no. It, it, it's it's too uh, close. The movie's guys. called Violence. The movie, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, what were you yeah. expecting? Well, a movie. <laughs> yeah. But again, I knew. I, like when I bought this, yeah, I knew. You, like, you're like violence uh, <laughs> film. But I'm saying there's like literally no plot. Yeah. It's like again, it's 15 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, it's a guy attacking his buddy, and mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It's bad. It's not a movie. Like really, it's too called. It, whatever. I was kind of entertained, but it's you know mm-hmm. how do you rate something like this? The second film uh, is 20 minutes now. More of the same, but he has the Jace mask the whole time. This one, they go a little bit more crazier. They're filming on top of his roof. And again, these guys are just two kids. They have no fucking, like, yeah. if they fall off the roof, they're, they're done. They're done. Uh, they're doing some stuff in the car where he's, you know, hanging off the car. And there's, mm-hmm. like, a thing with a fight with a chainsaw. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time. They did. It is kind of cool, though, because I guess to, to, to make this DVD release, he said, like, you know, this is just something me and my friends made. I guess it had this, like, following though in the 80s where everyone was looking for all those like as many shot on video so kind of gained this following strangely huh. um even though it's like something you know him and his buddy did yeah. one day 
Uh, and so for this one, they went back, they filmed some extra things that actually surprisingly seamlessly blend in there together. Uh, just like little things that they wish they could have shot mm-hmm. that, you know, all of a sudden he's here and then he's here. They didn't make sense. Um, and they got Harry Manfredini mm-hmm. to fucking do the score for this DVD. The hell you say? <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you rate these. Like on what Letterboxd yeah. gave him one and a half because it's, yeah. you know, yeah. but again, I, I was not bored. Like I thought it would be like. You know when your yeah. buddy, like, you show me something, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I got to fucking watch this, uh, pretend yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, that, like, that wasn't that. Yeah, this, Maddie, we but, hate your uh, movies. Yeah, come on. You guys can lie to me at least. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. What to, like I said, I gave it one and a half there, whatever. Take, uh, translate that over. It, it's like a three or four. I don't know. It's, yeah. Maddie? Anything else? No, that was, that was it for me. Uh, I got Police Story oh. from 1985. This is a Jackie Chan movie. This is a Police Academy knockoff with Jackie Chan, right? <laughs> yeah. So basically, this is like, it's not much of a police story. It's just like Jackie Chan comes across, the the, the police is, is, is working on this sting operation where they're going to get this guy, this big drug dealer guy who's, who pretends to own these other businesses. They're around him. It goes bad. The opening fucking action sequence is incredible like it's him like cars going through a village down a giant hill and just destroying this village and all this kind of cool stuff jackie chan hanging by an umbrella on a bus while it's going full tilt him jumping over cars that are coming at him on the side crazy like uh, amazing uh action sequences throughout this might uh, be Jackie Chan in his prime like oh prime prime 85 he's 29 like i think he did three movies that year uh, this protector and uh, I forget the other the third one. Wild that like and he directs this as, as well. Yeah, cool. um, uh, it, it was, I believe it was a huge hit when yeah. it came out in Hong Kong. And uh, the, unfortunately, the story is pretty well kind of not much. And and you basically watch the next hour, other than like a couple small sequences of him just mugging to the camera. In it, like, there's not really any difference between like what he was doing in Rush Hour, except there's no one he's mugging to, and the he's got two like fairly famous lead actresses, uh, uh, Bridget Lin and Maggie Chung. Maggie Chung's in all these amazing movies, mm-hmm. and they are in the most thankless, nothing, garbage roles. Uh, not even like the uh, Chris Tucker like roles. They're like kind of like busting his balls. None or? of that. Like uh. he, they're just like, well, you're gonna be needed because you're a female in this scene. And yeah. oh, guess like the yes, that's someone to rescue. I assume. Kind yeah. of like the one woman is rescued, the other one is, is just like down on his luck girlfriend, and he treats like shit. Oh. There's a and there's like this one scene where he's it, it seems like a good setup where he's on the phone, uh, at this police station because everything's gone wrong. So now he's in this boonie town police station, he's just a- supposed to answer the phone, but they have all these phones, he's got to answer them, and then the phones are all getting tangled. You think that'd be great, but the one the joke is like, oh, the one woman she's being beat by her husband, <laughs> and the other one's been raped. And these are the jokes. There it is. That's that yeah. word. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to go to the counter. You know how yeah, like, they, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. this many days till yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to go back to zero now. Yeah. yeah. So that, 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 that's the joke. Like that's a big like okay uh, a rim shot and away we go, Jackie. Chan. I always just like when they add those kind of elements yeah. in movies that are like mostly silly. Like it kind of like I don't know. Uh, it, it is played as silly. Yeah, like, this is a silly thing. Can you imagine yeah. that? Maybe well, it was a different yeah. time. And I now, don't know. now I can't. I don't care. Uh, their, their humor is. I mean, again, they're, you know, 
Some of the, some of the Japanese humor is pretty. Uh, well, this yeah, not Japanese. Is it Chinese? Chinese, Chinese, Chinese yeah. humor. Uh, yeah, well, I guess. I yeah, can't but it like <laughs> he's he's just not like he's not a great like he's not a bad comedian, but he's not like a great comedian. He's mm. a great physical presence. Like at one time, he steps on a piece of poo. And then tries to get it off, and he does it by doing the moonwalk, and it's like that's actually uh, great. Yeah. Like that's he's what you want to see. Yeah, because yeah. he's kind of Buster Keaton esque mm-hmm. uh, in in his movement. But so I had this opening sequence. I'm like All loving right. this, and then I'm dealing with the nothing plot because the the crime story is pretty like pedestrian. Yeah, uh, not much. Is I think going that's on. a problem with all his films, though, isn't it? Right, like the I, plot is nothing. The this the comedy is usually like. Not the greatest. You're yeah. watching it for the, the action yeah. and the stunts. And and then the final action sequence, which I it takes place it's in a book edited a, by Awesome. A mall. It, uh, glass. Everything's glass in this mall. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's one of the greatest action sequences I've ever seen in my life. It is incredible. In fucking incredible. I'm downplaying how great this is. It is astronomically great. Worth the admission. Totally worth the admission. Mm. The problem is you have to watch basically like a C-grade movie to get there. Like there's a there's a great, there's a couple great sequences in between. Is this the one that has the fight in a playground? No. Oh man, it's part two. Have you seen other Jackie Chan movies? Or I, I'd oh, seen... Okay. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx? Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, I saw a few in the night that I've never yeah. seen any and of his Even that movies. though, a lot of those ones that we've seen were the Weinstein cuts, right? Any of the ones that made it to the States, like... They're all different cuts in the actual the actual movies. Yeah. yeah. So what was the other Jackie Chan movies? There's Rumble in the Bronx. There was another one. Um, there's Drunken Master, but uh, yeah, Legend Drunken Master, Drunken. Yeah, yeah, there's like two like of those. Yeah. There's three. I think, Owen Wilson ones. What? what oh, are Shanghai those? Nights. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think most of his American stuff is not great, but uh, it's an uh, like I'm gonna give this seven. Okay, just because of the opening and closing. Like, it's legitimately one of the greatest action sequences ever, and the first one is, like, really freaking good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's masterful. Like, he's... he's, And and not all of the in-between is bad, but it's not good. Yeah. I mean, Criterion put these out on Blu-ray, so it says something, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, like, I I think... As action films, I guess they're they're an important part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think he, he does something... Uh, like he takes the Bruce Lee kind of beginnings and takes it somewhere else. Like even in the action sequences, he's doing some funny shit sometimes, but it's it just melds better. It's whenever he has to like act or emote, yeah. most of it is just like him doing, he's mugging. That's yeah. what he does. Like that's his shtick. He just mugs to the camera, overacts yeah. when he's having to be in dialogue scenes and then kills it whenever he has to do something with his mm-hmm. body. He's like a ballet dancer. He's he's crazy yeah. with his body. Uh, speaking of uh, ballet, <laughs> no films <laughs> about uh, a guy, or? yeah, doing shit to his body. I watched a documentary, Beauty Day, from 2011. Uh, this is written and directed by Jay Cheel. He's actually a guy from St. Catharines, one of the co-hosts of uh, Film Junk Podcast. Oh, did they do cursed oh. films as well? Yeah, so yeah. he did the, which is is a really good documentary on Shutter. Yeah, surprised it surprised me. Uh, yeah, I guess Film Junk Podcast. I didn't realize they're the longest running, I think, film podcast ever. Oh, awesome, St. Catherine guys. Um, so yeah, he did this documentary about this community channel show. It's about the the lead of it called. Do you guys remember Captain Video? No. no. 
so I guess this was a big thing. Um, in Canada? Like Ontario? Yeah, like he it was oh. as part of this community show. It was pre-Jackass, huh. but he did Jackass on community sh- this community sh- uh, channel. He, it's most famous because I guess he did this stunt and he goes up on top of a ladder, but it's not tied down right and he's going to... The, the thing is, oh, well, this is a quick way to uh, open up your pool for the summer. With the, so he's going to land on the cover and, and pull it yeah. off by sinking down. But he he the the ladder like bounces back and he goes flying and lands on his neck and uh-huh. and uh, paralyzes himself. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he, what is it. He didn't uh, break his neck, um, but he he recovers. But yeah, like he was out for like whatever yeah. six months. But yeah, no, th- this is a documentary all about his life. Um, and these stunts he did, I guess it was like a big thing. Like he had like this fan base and people like it, it lasted five years Holy or something uh, on the air. But yeah, so some of the stuff he did, hair pie, he shaves his dog, mm. puts it in a pie. Yeah, he always has these sexual references. Yeah. Puts in a pie, covers it with cream, and then he would eat the pot, the hair uh-huh. pie. Um, uh, what else does he do? Uh, jumps off a telephone pole into a shed and, and slaughters it. He goes tobogganing off the roof of his house into a snowbank. Uh, snorting eggs through his nose. So just kind of stuff you would see. On Jackass. And Jackass. He has a skateboard that he made out of a chainsaw. (laughs) It's like this electronic skateboard. Uh, He uses his lawnmower to make a salad. So he puts like all the vegetables in a bowl here and goes, (laughs) shoots it all into the bowl. Uh, Walking through a car car wash. It's all these just stupid things. And it was just him. Like it's just him. He would set up the camera and do this all himself. Like there was no, it was a one man team. He set up the camera, did this. Um, yeah, I guess it became famous more for the big stunt. Mm-hmm. But he gets taken off the air because I guess he did one skit. Uh, for some reason, stupidly, on Easter, he decides he has this big Easter bunny, but he, he has it hanging from a bungee cord. Like, not, I don't think he's trying to harm it. Yeah. He's got it hanging there, but it looks like it, it's not comfortable. Yeah. And then he decided to put chocolate on the dogs and eat it off. And obviously, if dogs get chocolate, uh, yeah. he says, like, you know, I. I, I I just licked it off. I washed it off right away. They never got it on him. Um, you know he's got yeah. he grew up with animals his whole life. Dogs, but yeah, that the, the, the humane society people didn't take too kindly to that, and it was booed off. And I think Rogers had just bought this little community yeah, so. channel, and they're like, we can't have that. So it's about that. But he's just this fascinating, like likable guy that the documentary goes into. I guess he had this. His girlfriend was like this. She was getting a professional racing motorcycle race, and huh. she had this accident that pretty much paralyzed her. Like. Huh. Like most of it broke every like bone in her body or whatever, um, and and yeah, it just goes through all these things. The whole and then it ends like on him. He's going to do this twentieth reunion show and whatnot. But uh, oh, and yeah, he fought cancer too. He had cancer as a child, and so he fought that. So then he's like, I'm going to live my yeah, life to, to my the fullest, fullest by doing weird shit like this. But yeah, it's I I thought the documentary was just great. Like you're getting all the best of. Clips. The cool thing is too, it has as extra feature an hour of the best of like skits oh, cool. he did for the show, mm. and then it has the full twenty minute reunion show as well on there. So yeah, I, I highly recommend this. Uh, Do you know where he was located? I was wondering um, that St. Catharines. He's from St. Catharines too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Community uh, St. Catharines Community Cable Channel Ten, and wow. so yeah, he did this in nineteen ninety. Till 1995, and Jackass wasn't until like I think 97, yeah, right around there. Uh, so yeah, it's, crazy. It, it's just down the street from us, but I didn't hear anything about this. No, right? I never like heard about it. I guess this. that's the problem with like a local accesses. And I think he got away yeah, with a lot yeah. of stuff because of that, too. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's a scene too where he's like, Ah, you're home alone, and you want it. The two best things you can do is get laid, and he puts like a lay on him, <laughs> and then he's like, or play with yourself, and then he gets in like a washing machine, <laughs> and he spins around the washing. Like it's just him doing stupid shit, and like mm. it's 
his mom's talking on there and his buddies. It's like this is like Tom Green for Tom Green. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, pre all yeah. that kind of stuff. I, it's just kind of cool because this yeah. guy's Canadian. He did this before yeah, all these local. idiots that made famous. Mm-hmm. I got famous. I, I totally recommend this documentary. It makes me well, want to watch. Where'd you check it out? It was like a blue. Um, yeah, so Vinegar Syndrome. They have their their partner labels. They put yeah. out a lot of stuff and. It had this cool slip cover. It's I yeah, see it yeah, sound yeah, out yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. get on that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, so I got the slip cover before it went. It's cool slip cover where it's like all him like cartoons of him doing all these skits. Uh, I got up there and I, I'm glad I did because I, I loved it. I'm, I'm between like seven and a half, maybe even eight. Oh, like, wow. I thought it was really good. I totally recommend it. One of my favorite watches of the of the year. Um, yeah, watch it. Cool. Um, we got one more. One more to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so we watched. I watched. I saw you watch it. And I, I was watched planning Le- on watching Legend, Legend from, from 1985. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, this movie, I've seen the director's so we w- cut. I'll just say, we've watched two different versions. Yeah, I've movie. seen the director's cut many times. That's the only one I've ever watched because I've heard that's the best cut. Usually, I'm going to go for the director's cut, the one that has more footage. The theatrical cut is kind of butchered, but the difference is, I guess... Unless the- it's the Coen brothers where they make them shorter. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's a couple, I guess. Yeah, well, and yeah. Ridley Scott is kind of known for, they have a documentary on that, and they go through, like, he has, like, seven or eight movies that have... Alternate cuts. Yeah. yeah. Robin Blade Runner is Blade probably Runner's the most famous. The famous one. And yeah. Kingdom of Heaven, I think, is probably the most drastic one. This mm-hmm. is probably up there with Kingdom of Heaven, maybe, because I think 20 minutes or 30 minutes were cut out of this. Oh, wow. It's about 20 minutes longer, 20 minutes. this one. Yeah. Um, and that one has, like, the director's cut has the original James Horner score, I believe. Um, Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith, sorry. So I, I've seen that one. I wanted to check out the theatrical cut because I love Tangerine Dream in the 80s. They were due like, the score for Thief mm-hmm. and Risky Business. Um, and yeah, just a great, great. And it's got band. some of the pops, the pop, pop music videos too, are only in that version. I I love the music in that version. I wish you they had a version with the music in the director's cut because I think, I think the this, the cut doesn't really make sense. I think like I saw the director's cut beforehand. The director's cut barely makes sense. Exactly, and this yeah. this is like taking out twenty minutes. It's just it moves at a frenetic pace, and maybe that's a good thing if you because the director's cut does kind of feel Lingers. long at times. It's almost like he's trying to be too poetic, artistic, mm-hmm. like. And stretching everything and out. Like, so everything about this movie in terms of what is on screen is incredible. Like, I, I would say it's top 10 most beautiful films of all so time. So I'm, I'm going to move away from that because I don't think it... I don't like the cinematography, look, which uh. which looks like there's always soft focus. I, I kept waiting for him to pan to a window that has like a sheep blowing, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, maybe the unicorns are, are that was the thing they did something. a lot in the 80s, though, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of those films But it's that. Uh, there's this gauze, which I don't like... That's on it all the time, it, it feels like. But the set design, the production design is impeccable. Incredible. Everything, whether it's design. like fucking the, the the snow falling, the the flower, the, the bubbles. Pillars. It's I, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this film is so. So, what is this movie about? I've never seen this movie. I'm sad to say. Like, it's not about anything. Yeah. It, it's well, high fantasy nonsense. Tim Curry is yeah. pretty much the <laughs> devil. He sends uh, his trolls down because there's unicorns exist. They represent good. He wants to kill them and, and take their horns. And, and then uh, it can be darkness. Darkness forever. forever. Oh, yeah. So Tim Curry's a standout, but oh, he's he's, he's out of the movie in the director's cut for like fifty minutes. Yeah, the theatrical cut. He opens the movie. He opens the movie in the director's. Yeah. Or sorry, in the theatrical cut. And, it's and, different. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't see him. No, yeah, the theatrical cut. You do see him, and he's yeah. got like green eyes and green uh, nails. Is kind of. I cool think you looking. see his nails in the director's cut. He's like blue cut. or something. Um, but yeah, they tease him in the director's cut because they want to build up to him. Uh. And he's incredible in the movie, but you you wait for him forever. Yeah. And 
unfortunately, every like all of the like what what are, are they fairies? There's fairies and there's uh, he's got dwarves helping. Dwarves him. also helping him. There's the fairy Una and then there's the dwarves. So yeah, Tom Cruise is like this uh, yeah. man of the forest. Oh, he's not a fairy? or something. Whatever he is, whatever and, he is, he's yeah. a crouching man that must have giant calves because he's always crouching. Well, it looks is, cool. Is, he's he's kind of like pre-Link. This is like I could see this is where Nintendo got, got their idea Link from. Because even the 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 whole like pixie outfit, that's like ochering at a time and, yeah. and living in the forest. But yeah, so he's he's in has kind of this relationship with um what's her name for Mia Sarah, who's a princess, princess, and she gets captured. He's gonna go after her. This he, is like he shows, exhausting to me, just like describing. Yeah. Well, he like, show, he brings her to the. He shows like I got something to show you. He brings her to unicorns that no one's supposed to see or touch, and she decides, oh, I got to go touch. And she then goes up to them. Yeah, all, she dark, breaks. All of a sudden, like the world is freezing over. She thinks it's because uh, he she went to try to touch him, but it's because these trolls have actually cut off the uh, the horn. The yeah, they, they shot the the, unicorn. the unicorns, and then the unicorns run down this river for uh, ten thousand years and. Huh. Uh, and, and, and then they cut off the horn of the one unicorn. Um, and they're supposed to be this. And he's going to go and save her. Is it like a drug thing? You match up that unicorn horn and, uh, well, they take the horn, the horn has power and they take it back. And then the goblins or whatever, the trolls get to eat the horse. They're, they're like, yeah, they, (laughs) I wish they ate the horse. They needed that extra meat on their bones. Those guys, the movie needed more meat on its bones. I like as you can tell, I really didn't dislike like this. this movie a lot. I thought Tom Cruise is awful in this movie. He's oh. so one note. Just he's just a fey character. Yeah. That's it. Well, it's supposed to be like a child's fairy tale, right? But that just has darker elements. He just he he's just like so always the same in this thing. The dialogue is some of the worst goddamn dialogue I've ever heard. Like I can take fantasy. I love Lord of the Rings. I like. You know, yeah. there you go. Though you were still, you were like compare it to like the best of the thing. It's like, oh, I like Lord of the Rings. This is, it's like this but is I, still I, better I than like, compare this to Sword and Sorcery and all that shit, and then come back to me. But but Deathstalker, okay. But, but, but all all <laughs> Deathstalker, Sorceress, like yeah. this is this is pretty top tier for compared yeah. to most eighties. But the dialogue is just fucking. I think trash. it fits though. It's supposed to be like a kid's fairy tale. It, it's no cornier than like fucking. All the stuff that the dwarves are saying was always so none funny. I wouldn't have found this funny as a kid. Like, are they supposed to be funny? Yeah, I know. My son watched like most of it, and he was like, "That was awesome." So I don't know. Most of it. Well, because he wasn't going to start again. I didn't think it'd be. He was doing his own thing. I'm like, it's yeah. it's fine. There's might be inappropriate again. One of those things where the theatrical cut. I'm like, ah, it's probably fine to have in the background. You can do your thing. And then I'm like, there's probably no blood. And then it opens up. With which again, this is why this film's so fucking weird because it's got Muppets and shit, but then it has the devil, and in the background, they're like hacking apart a body, <laughs> torturing some fucking thing. Yeah, it's, it's not hell. it's not for kids. Well, it, it's it's kind of this weird thing where like it is and it isn't. But oh, oh, like, I think it, the theatrical cut another is another example. Willow. I would watch Willow a million times over watching this. Yeah. But have you when have you seen Willow? As a kid, so as a kid, uh, but if you I, hadn't seen this film. No, well, I, you can't judge what you would have. But I remember this film actually on TV. Uh, so I, I like I, I just never connected with this after afterwards. And maybe yeah. that was the theatrical cut or whatever. But I never yeah. seen this film from front to back. I knew that yeah. like instantly. 
I found it just so long, and there was nothing going on. But all that, again, the sets there, it's so fucking gorgeous. All the creature design is incredible. Yeah, it's You get a fucking witch bog monster of the swamp and he's beheading her and like there's some cool fucking shit but i would i like the, the uh, lab- armor and the gold and everything like all that's so another cool. example labyrinth i would watch a million times yeah. over this as well which i did just watch which i think How has problems is jennifer Connolly in that movie is a question i'm wondering like 13 or something okay 14 i think she's, she's older than yeah. that in that one i think she's supposed to be no because she's supposed to be like at 16 15 16. i think she is like yeah, she might 14, be young. Yeah, because I think Phenomena is before that. I, I started watching that. And I, I think that one, she's 20, like, yeah. one year apart. Okay. Yeah, I think because I think she, I think she's like sixteen in Labyrinth. Though. Yeah, I hope. We'll look, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Before I, I agree with it, what, what, which, which kid didn't yeah. grow up in love yeah. with Jennifer Connelly from right. Labyrinth? Like, we were. Yeah. She's like older than us, yeah. either way, right? That's when true. we saw it, she would have been older than us. Yeah. I mean, if you're spanking it now, I think stop while you're ahead right yeah. here. So she would have been 15 when she sh- shot that. Yeah. Uh, oh, or, wow. Four, or maybe 14 when she shot Labyrinth because mm. it was a long production. Anyways, like I watched Labyrinth. That one for me was like really fun and mm. there was things going on. Nothing was fun in here. They're all talking in these mystical nothing nonsense That's things. That's kind of poetic, but kind of some of it's cool, some of it's not. Uh, like the dialogue, I couldn't, whenever someone would shut up for five minutes, then I would kind of get back in the movie until Tim Curry shows up and he's got an amazing monologue. It's, he's the reason you watch this movie, right? That yeah. devil looks awesome. What about the, the dwarf guy and he's, he's reflecting the arrows with the pot? You don't find that fun? <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Adam's too serious. What Maddie are you was. talking about? I just talked about Labyrinth, which is like way more goofy yeah. than this. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe you expected more out of this. Like, maybe you thought you were less out of this. Oh, because this isn't supposed to be a good movie. So I'm just like, I like fantasy movies. It's, it's well, this has a pretty huge following. Again, it, 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 like Arrow gave it this fucking hardcore, mm-hmm. hard box collectorization with two cuts. I guess, but like, it's a huge, big budget movie from the '80s. It's gonna have a following, even if it's it's mm-hmm. it's probably Garbage. trash, right? Like, it's trash. Four out of ten. It's. Ooh. I like it was, it was r- really hard. I was excited about watching this movie. Yeah, well, uh, maybe, you should yeah, still yeah, watch yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, what, yeah. What, 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 what are you giving it? Uh, seven and a half for me. Yeah. Okay. Again, I, I think there's problems with it, but I, I like, I like think structurally, it, it's a mess. It's messy. Again, the, the, yeah, well, again, they're both messy. The director's cut, I feel like, stretches out shit too long and it's trying to be too artistic. And the theatrical cut makes no sense if you haven't seen the director's cut. So I don't know your. Yeah, kind of like there's all way. these like scenes of the fucking horses running around. But all that, it's so gorgeous, man. I I could watch the horses fucking running in slow motion. For me, this is not like cinematography. And they're wise, not horses, motherfucker. They're unicorns. Get it right. <laughs> well, they're, they're horses. Uh, no, it's it, it's such a gorgeous. It's <laughs> just weird though, because sometimes you'll be like, "Oh, I don't care about plot. I just it's all about the visuals. If it has visuals." Film is a visual medium. This is yeah. a fucking gorgeous movie. Yeah, but I don't think it is. Ah, uh, you're crazy. So I think the production design is incredible, but I actually think the way it's shot. Maybe you watch the bad transfer or something. Watch the Arrow Blu-ray. <laughs> it's it's all soft focus. It's like it's like cheapo, kind of like everything. Softcore porn. Yeah, yeah. it's very Remember like the similar. '90s, like a Playboy. Uh... It's the Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, of, the, the, the of, bums in the waterfall movies. So yeah, I, I don't think it's one that, like gorgeous. This isn't like I'm watching Malik in Days yeah. of Heaven and in, in fucking ah, Golden Hour. I would Hour. put it over a lot of that. I think this is that, but like 
Whereas that Malik is just using real nature. This is like sets that sets mixed with nature, but everything is just so colorful and like like Company of Wolves, which I watched last year. I I also thought did the mystical fantasy stuff better, and the Mm -hmm. the forests I thought were cooler to look at and. Uh, like I, I think the intricacy, and I felt bad for Ridley Scott because I was like, "There's so much care that's been put into all these things, mm-hmm. and it adds up to nothing for me." Yeah, film is a visual medium, but it has to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like disgust, <laughs> but not disgust. Just like I didn't even want to talk about this because it just made me feel nothing the whole time, other than when they would talk and I'd be like, "Oh, I groaned." It was a big groan. Uh... It was tough for me to get through, uh, to be honest. For a movie that's just supposed to be a fun 80s fantasy movie, it it fell flat. It, it well, fell I don't flat. know if it's mm. supposed to be fun. It's it's kind of this weird, that it definitely is this weird mix. It doesn't feel artistic either. Like, like you talk about know. set designs, some... like this is an alien. Yeah. This, is, uh, this, this doesn't have Geiger's like groundbreaking, you know. I don't. I think it's different though. I think it's, I don't know, I think it's like the best looking fantasy film in my opinion. The best looking fantasy film, like ever, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think many yeah. would agree. Like I think that's yeah. why it's still people Hold are up. talking about this film. Like I don't think it holds up because of the plot. I think people, it's just a gorgeous looking film. I see Tim. Even Curry the stuff like referenced. you're going into the snow yeah. and yeah. like this, it's the fucking post apocalypse. Well, not post apocalypse, but the sn- when the snow takes over and everything's yeah. covered in snow, like that's gorgeous. And you definitely see like. Where, you know, Kingdom of Heaven later on, you're getting, there's always stuff yeah, falling. Flow, flowing in the background. I love that kind of stuff. You get a lot of that in this. Yeah, like that, like. Hell, I, I think, looks great. Yeah. Hell, I think, looks All great. All the set pieces, the big, even like the. I don't the, love the, the, big, the forest uh, stuff, to be honest. Towers. And I don't know. I think yeah. it all looks. I, I re- so but I really love, like, again, the, the, it's not a great cinematographer. Like, the guy's mm. not, like. He's sleeping at the wheel. He's not a, like, a. He's, but, not, he's but not a legend. The stuff that's in there. Mm. He's definitely not a legend. Uh, is 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 fantastic, and, and yeah, like Tim Curry's like room that he's like his dining room and everything that's on it. It looks like that stuff is so well designed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one felt. I, I was I was you know, I thought I was gonna have like something that was gonna be like I I don't know. I found it a disaster. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's like up there with a lot of the best fantasy films other than visually. But I, I think uh, I think visually you should at least well, I'll watch this week and, uh, out of it. and, and you, come back next know. week, yeah. yeah. Either I'll say like Team Adam or Team Kyle. I, I, you it's might one be of those ones though, I don't too. even know where you, which one to watch because the director's mm. cut's the better film. Like the director's cut, here's an example. The bog creature fall uh, pops out. The theatrical cut, he just pulls out the knife and kills it. I'm spoiling here, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. The director's cut, he's kind of like, doesn't. Oh, he's a not a warrior. He, he drops the sword and he's kind of bumbling because he doesn't know what the fuck. Yeah. He even says at the beginning, like, I don't know how to fucking fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might like that shows. version better. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, to me, like, the tangerine score is so fucking great that it sucks. It makes it up for it. Because the, 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 the Goldsmith score tune, is pretty, like, cheesy. Yeah, it's forgettable. Yeah. Nothing. And some people disagree. Like that's one where I definitely disagree. And the two pop tunes I think are fucking great. Like when that that song comes, on, I can't remember the name of it. They did a music video at the end, and they're running. And even the the ending is different. They're running in the sunlight, and it's like, yeah, man, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. legend. Just makes me want to. I want a up. unicorn. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah. there's supposed to be a relationship with them. I never bought that. Well, they don't. Or... And the director's cut. See, that's where it's different. In the theatrical cut, there is, and they're they're selling that more because you needed to have that romance for American audiences. 
the other cut, and there's there's also a third cut, an international cut as well. The director's cut doesn't really sell as much that there is a relationship. It's right. more that there's like it still something. hinges on that, mm-hmm. like the, it's, the it's, ring yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's something to there, but it's not as like the the th- yes, U.S. cut is definitely more obvious with that. Like they're literally making out in the woods. This and, might have been a, a, a case where. If it was zippier and yeah, you I, might enjoy it more. Yeah, but more, cut. I'm never gonna do it. Like, yeah. there's not no, worth it. I can't imagine yeah. sitting like. Oh man, that that hurts. Yeah, <sighs> it, it, it was the Blu-ray is amazing. So I recommend it though. I, Tons of that cool I, documentaries. I like and stuff this. On it. This is the least amount of anything I've seen. Like, oh <laughs> no, this year maybe. I, yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. Like I could understand you being like, but I just I don't know as a as a visual director I don't know. There's so much cool stuff in there. I yeah, it's one of them C nerds. The yeah. fucking scene where you look in like the clock and it starts freezing over. Like that shit is cool. Where she's getting yeah. this like premonition. I know. Yeah, it's cool. Where she's, <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Uh, I, uh, yeah, like, yeah I everything like the set. Yeah, all of it's so cool. The set design is awesome. Like, Kyle's yeah. gonna go home and watch it again. He likes it that much. No, I, yeah. I was honestly gonna do. I might still do the director's yeah. cut again afterwards. I did watch a documentary that kind of showed the comparisons, yeah. but I, I'm still kind of possible. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like this top ten for eighty five is going to be Legend Director's Cut or Legend Theatrical Cut. Is that going to play out? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Unless you can get the international. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of want to see that cut. Yeah. That's why you were like, "Yeah, well, when you want to, like, we'll talk about Legend to, yeah. together this week." And I was like, "Ah, I, I, I don't want to." Yeah, shit on. Uh, well, I, I'm curious how this next move is going to go. If you're going to shit all yeah. over Kyle again. Well, I just want. Or, can I just? I just want to throw yeah. it out there one more time. I don't love this film. I don't know if it is going to make my top yeah. ten. I just. I think visually, though, it, it, it's, it's yeah. gorgeous. I. I well, seven point five. Seven point five is a good. Yeah, score, and that right? went up for me. Like again, yeah. I've always had it like lower Tom yeah. Cruise. It's not my favorite Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I think it is like messy. And I think again, like I don't like that James scores matter a lot for me. Oh, so yeah. I think adding that fucking kick-ass score is. is that much better mm. for me. Yeah, but maybe it is a messy film. Maybe I, I, I like ignore because the, the director's cut really tries to play like the journey mm-hmm. is so important. But again, like, what does that change for me? Like, yeah. if it just yeah, if you hate the film that much, it's not going to change your opinion. But I, it it just felt uh, I don't know. We don't need to talk. Yeah. About this. All right. Let's yeah. get into Friday the Thirteenth. Let's uh, let's get into some more uh, lighter fare. <laughs> yeah. Um, part six. Unless Ooh. Adam hates this. But uh, yeah, here's the trailer for Friday 13th, part six, Jason Lives from 
Determined to finish off the infamous killer Jason Voorhees once and for all, Tommy Jarvis and a friend exhume Jason's corpse in order to cremate him. Things go awry when Jason is instead resurrected, sparking a new chain of ruthlessly brutal murders. Now it's up to Tommy to stop the dark, devious, and demented deaths that he unwittingly brought about. Yes, we're talking about Jason Lives, Friday 13th Part 6 yeah. from 1986. Um, if you've listened to our top 100, this is a favorite of mine. For you, eh? To me, it's like one, two, and six are the, mm-hmm. the highlights for different reasons. And then I think that now I look at it, those all three are the ones that focus on, actually take place at the, uh, camp. At the camp. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- this is the one where, like, after part five, even though it made a, a decent amount of money, it uh, wasn't really critics like tore apart, acclaimed. which they yeah. tore apart everyone. But even like fans of the franchise were like, "This is kind of too sleazy for us." Yeah. Too like negative, like just unlikable characters. So, what do you do? You bring back and, and Tommy Jarvis, like just kind of like you guys mentioned on the last episode, yeah. not the, the the most interesting character in the movie, yeah. probably the least interesting character and, and very unlikable. If he was a spice, he would be flower. <laughs> so they bring they bring back Tommy. <laughs> they bring back Tommy Jarvis, but he is. Good looking, yeah, fun kind of fella from a Return of the Living yeah, Dead. Yeah, from Return of the Living Dead. Kind of like what you want, what I want, Tommy Jarvis to be. The other one probably makes sense that he would suffer from PTSD and be mm. fucked up. I, I, I want to see this version yeah. of myself. I love too that, like, he kind of like it. We just mentioned the plot summary. He's the one that, like, Jason was dead. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker brought him back. <laughs> And all these people died because of him, which is it's kind of fun. This movie opens up like, all right, we're sorry about part five. We're trying something completely new. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like a gothic comedy yeah, in a weird a, way. Universal monster, yeah. which I think was the idea, was like, yeah, yeah. how do we make him Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- Tom, I don't know if I'm saying Mc- McLellan? Yeah, that works. I think it's McClellan. McClellan. Uh, he, yeah, he was a fan of all these, the, the old gothic universe. Mm-hmm. And so he you wasn't get that a with slasher fan. No. Mm-hmm. So so he was like, how do I make this movie... A Friday the 13th movie, but uh, fun. And, like, and, well, and goes to my sensibilities. Yeah. And he adds, like, even, like, you know, mythology that you'd see in those type of films. Like, this one, the only way to kill Jason, you got to bring him back to, like, where it all began. Yeah. So he's got to bring him back to Crystal Lake. That's the only way you can kill him, or else he's an unstoppable monster. So, yeah, I think all that is kind of fun. And even the, the look of the film, I mean, it definitely... I think he had more money here. It there seems definitely atmosphere. more sleek. But yeah, right yeah. from the opening, it kind of has that, like, it's a foggy graveyard. Mm. It kind of reminds like the way it's shot, know. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, the opening is fucking incredible. So he's going to, he brings some gasoline. He's going to melt, uh, light him on fire. He gets all like, when he sees the dead body, and it looks all cool, this like yeah. decrepit corpse, and, and, and all the bugs, maggots, out of and maggots everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, he gets, but he can't handle his rage, and he sticks a, a fucking uh, a wrought iron like from the uh, gates. Yeah, yeah, into him, and that the lightning strikes it, like and, Frankenstein. Yeah, brings him back to life. Ugh. And this is this is now like before. It's always debatable: yeah. is it supernatural? How does he keep on surviving this? Now this, yeah. he is. Yes. No, he's a zombie. Yeah. Jason, Which allows them to do more things. Yeah, exactly. and he looks cool. And allows, and I guess this was the one area where that he didn't like with slashers was sometimes the uh, the the realism with the kills, but the unrealistic like character, like they yeah. can do all these things, but then he just kills people like Norman. He's like, well, I want to kill. Like, if this guy's an unstoppable killer, he's going to do crazy things. So you get pretty crazy kills because of that, because. He tried yeah. to make every kill the most absurd 
kill possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys have seen his previous film, McAloon's uh, One Dark Night. No. No. It's wait, wait, of, wait. That's one of the mausoleum with the yeah, Adam West? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of yeah. a fun. It's, it's really weird. Like, the yeah. bodies come to life, and then isn't it floating or something? Yeah. It's, a really, it's, like the, it's like these teens dare each other. To spend the night in the mausoleum. And so like, it's called uh, One Dark Night, and did you say it has Adam, Adam West? West, right? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Like it's not a perfect film. It's one of those movies that mm-hmm. has some things that are really done well and something. The, the, the last half hour you know. is awesome. The f- hour building up to it's kind of boring. Well, I don't. I kind of. I yeah. like the teens, but yeah. we're not going to tell about that. Another yeah. time, maybe the one girl that's always chewing on the toothbrush yeah. or whatever. Uh, this film, Harry Manfredini returns for the score, but he he has a chance to do a little bit, you know, mm. different. There's a couple different. Uh, um, whatever score moments is, but you also get a kick and fucking soundtrack by Alice Cooper, who provides <laughs> three man songs. The, mask? the man that, that is a fucking yeah. awesome, catchy yeah. song. Like I'm not the biggest Alice Cooper fan, but that's I, I think yeah. that's catchy. But he provides two other songs: the one during the um the RV scene. It kind of feels mm. like Alice Cooper making replacements songs. Yeah, it kind of does, right? Like when replacements make metal songs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Like I will not. Like, I don't like this as much as anything that replacement has ever done. But that's what it reminded me. It was like, mm-hmm. this kind of feels like a Bob Stinson kind of riff, but, you know. Alice was, Cooper-y. And I didn't realize it was Al- Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, as we mentioned, Tom Matthews uh, plays Tommy Jarvis this time around. Uh, they tried to get John Shepard back from part five, but he had become Damn. Uh, a born-again Christian uh-huh. and retired from acting. And went in the seminary. Yeah, oh, get like out that. of here, really? <laughs> huh. uh, so, yeah, Tom Matthews did Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2, some other horror films. He's, uh, I didn't, and I find Return of the Living Dead, his acting isn't great, but I thought he was fine in this. Like, yeah. I don't know, he wasn't, he wasn't like fucking Oscar worthy, but he was, for this type of film, he I thought he was fun. Yeah, right? exactly, like, he's fun. Uh, and I really like uh, the the final girl in this one, too. She's one of my favorites. She charming as anything, right? Like, the nothing. sheriff's daughter. Yeah, nothing yeah. really after this, but she plays a sheriff's daughter, but, but she's like, comes in and is like flirting with the guy in the prison. Yeah. Like, he's he's every father's uh, nightmare. Yeah. The sheriff <laughs> is great in this as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like his partner, the, uh, the guy with the the, the laser scope? Wherever the red duck goes, you bang. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a great scene where she pulls it on him and she's like, he's like, this isn't funny. And some she makes some comment like, yeah. well, you're the one with the red nose or something. <laughs> yeah. or, you're the so, cloud yeah, with the red nose. Yeah, the cloud with the red nose. Uh, there's, there's a lot of like, I think great this is one of the most jokes, quotable yeah. Friday 13th films. Some films. people have a really strange idea of entertainment <laughs> is one of my favorite quotes because he looks yeah. directly at the camera. Yeah. The, uh, the, the drunken grave uh, well, groundskeeper, yeah. Also, when he's like, I've got my high school education, I've sh- I, uh, something like, I should be able to keep my job. Like, I, I deserve this job. And it's like, you're a grave digger. Like, yeah. I don't deserve this job. I earned this yeah. job. Yeah. I love it where he's like, dig him up. Does he think I'm a fart head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah, he's but, a he's um, a standout. And, and yeah. he gets that scene that I guess they added in, like his, there, like, his death in? scene. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that so the the, the rumors was uh, the director originally wanted to do thirteen kills for Friday thirteenth. But then the the producer's like, no, nah, you this is one of the cases. Usually they have to cut the death scenes. Mm-hmm. This is the one of the cases where like they were like, You have to give more and make him a little bit more gorier. We need some like standout death scenes because again, like you said, that 
he didn't really care as much about that kind of. And this film has no nudity. Yeah, I guess which it, is the it's opposite. A, a complete like a uh, departure from part five. Like even the violence is kind of toned down well, a little bit. A, again, too, the right? actress. I think is this the one? This is the one where the actress was like. Uh, that she was gonna, she tried out for part five, but mm-hmm. the director was a creep. Mm-hmm. And then this one, like the producers, were like, well, can you see if she'll take off of her top? And she's like, no, like I didn't sign for. This. Yeah. And the director felt like weird, like asking her, yeah, like he didn't want to be. But the producers were like, we need some nudity, but it didn't happen. And he was like, okay, you're not gonna do it. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he didn't really care. And he he kind of like felt that whole thing was silly. He wanted to go away from like if you have sex, you kind of die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, it should no be. No one. It should be if you took a don't wipe their ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, uh, <laughs> and didn't wipe their ass either. So he he must be. He changed the system. I think he's man. pro. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he's a pro wiping. Yeah. No. No. He's 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 uh, con wiping. Oh. Because in those movies, they punish the people that, that don't, don't wipe. wipe. Yeah. Uh, in this one, uh, <laughs> I want to bring up. So C.J. Graham plays Jason Voorhees in this. He's a tall, fucking menacing. Very presence. good. Fast walking. This is the one that they created the fast yeah. walking. Like, like, like. This is a scary motherfucker. But I guess so. Originally, they cast uh, a different guy, and he's in Dan the Bradley. in the paintball scene. Yeah, he's in one scene. He's kind of he's kind of the fat. He's the fat. I think. Yeah, he's a bit chunkier. Bitch tits Jason is what he's known as. <laughs> wow. Which I, I don't know. If fans made that, or that's what the crew were calling. Yeah. But the, the studio saw this and was like, ah, uh, like yeah. fat Jason's not really working for us. Yeah. So they they made him uh, they recast him after like he did like maybe a week of shooting or oh, something, wow. uh, and they, they cast this guy. Well, kind of cool though how this guy. So I guess this guy ran. He was a restaurant manager and former soldier, but he ran this restaurant that would put on this show where they would um, hypnotize people. They would hypnotize audience members and place them in a scenario. During which they encountered Jason Voorhees. Like, what a random thing you're doing at your restaurant. Yeah. I guess he would play the Jason Voorhees during awesome. this or something. And so one someone there was at the restaurant saw that and was like, this guy fucking is a it's cool Jason. Jason. Come let's on get, in. Let's get rid of bitch shit. That's so bad. <laughs> Hopefully that guy, like, is, you know, yeah. that didn't, uh, you know, kill he hears his, this mm. and that's the end. Yeah. Of fat shaming him. But, uh, yeah, no, but yeah. It, He's he's a great Jason, and actually one of the scenes that they went back and reshot is one of the most iconic moments for Jason Voorhees in the whole series in general. When uh, he, the guy's getting chased and he sees him like killing someone, and Jason just does this like Shh, this he looks quick up with yeah. the, the hat and yeah. puts an, and that is like incredible. Yeah. Um, Th- that shot in the shot of him on top of the RV, yeah, 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 are yeah, yeah. incredible, amazing, like some of the best shots in the. Actually, probably the best shots I've seen in the series. Uh, yeah, so far. yeah. Like this film, def- this is the one that feels bigger, sleeker. Mm-hmm. It feels like like the other ones feel like you know grainy little um, yeah horror I films. I don't necessarily love the mythology in this one. Like it, uh, that feels kind of tacked on. It's just I like like, that. like he's got the book like occultism. Okay, great. What yeah. do you do when you're dead? Yeah. Like it, it, and. And it would be great if that was a joke, but they can't make Jason a joke. I think that's a big thing they did well in this movie. Like, we can't make fun of Jason. Make fun of everything else. Which I, I yeah. totally... The only part it doesn't work is if you're making fun of how he is, but Became you, Jason. you can't also make fun of I him. think that's kind of interesting, though, because I think the film, and you'll learn it throughout the whole series, is a bit of a mess. Like, is he a kid that... Is it supernatural and he's a kid that has come back? Is a kid that never actually died, but he's been living in the woods for 20 years. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And I think that this is kind of saying like, well, it's probably been supernatural from the beginning. 
I don't. I think it is. It's kind of an interesting well, mythology. Is it like the only like he comes back from the dead because he gets a lightning bolt struck on him? But like, I think you have to look at it. Well, again, you can look at it two different ways. That he actually survived as a kid and has been living in the woods for twenty years. His mom didn't know. He sees her get her head chopped off at that point, yeah. and then he goes on this rampage. That doesn't make sense to me. It makes more sense, like right from the beginning where he jumps out. He's this deformed dead kid. That has somehow come back. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. None either of it way. makes sense. But yeah. I think I, I think the director, well, from what I read, this director never liked that and thought, in his mind, it's always had supernatural aspect. That's how it keeps on somehow surviving yeah. this. And his idea is, well, there's got to be some way to, you know, to actually kill it, or else he's an indestructible force. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I think it's kind of an interesting. I don't know. To me, you need something. Yeah, like as I, I to agree. Just, I just don't think it's like it's like a footnote. Okay, this we gotta yeah. you gotta kind of explain this. So yeah. let's get this guy to get some books and like I, I, I like I like this one way more. way more than I liked any of the other ones. Mm. Um, but I still find there's limitations with the uh, slasher formula. Or it's not necessarily the slasher formula, but the formula these movies have they to adhere to. Five movies before this, so they had to somehow yeah. shoehorn in this story. But I think it worked very well. Like I think they did the, call, the best they, yeah. they can. I just don't really like any of the five movies yeah. before. So all the stuff they're shoehorning in are my least favorite aspects of the movie. Mm-hmm. Where if it's, I feel like if it's its own thing, like if this was just like a new Frankenstein esque movie or something, you'd be more. I into like. It. I'd be more into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters, I think, are, are there's some fun stuff. Uh, Court is one of my favorites. Uh, he's the guy that Cam Kinsel with the ripped up jeans. He fucking explained the kids yeah. <laughs> what the rocks mean, bullshitting his yeah. way. I think that's good. I love where he's just sitting there and the sheriff's like, hey, does your mom own a fucking sewing machine? Because <laughs> again, I guess that was the style back then. Uh, he's got the best scene in the movie. Well, one of the best scenes with where he's RV? fucking the girl in the RV. And there's a great moment where she's like, you got to last the whole song. Until He's like, how long song. is that? And she's like, eight minutes. And the reaction he gives is great. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and the minute, like, they turn the power off, he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Song's well, she over. forces yeah. him. And he's like, I'm not going out there. She's like, get out there. Yeah. But yeah, there's a great moment. So he's driving off and he's like, yeah, like he's enjoying how fast thing yeah. can go. And she's swinging around all in the background. And then smashing into Jason, walls. Yeah, yeah, bashing the wall. But Jason's secretly in there, grabs her. Again, he's talking about pooping but she's not that's why she dies yeah yeah there's, there's, so there's a great line he's like what are you doing taking a dump back to her or something <laughs> i don't know like all that stuff is hilarious mm-hmm. uh and it you know you get two great kills there where the faces press yeah. through the uh, the the rv and and then they uh i guess the right through the face yeah through the face uh another another fun moment i guess again where they're just introducing these characters to up the kills but with the paintball i love paintballers. these vignettes i just kind of like here's some like people Kill him off, like the the couple that's going to the camp. Yeah, like the the which is his wife, the director's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great scene. And mm-hmm. I guess when like she di- that she gets killed at the end, and then her credit card comes out because she's trying to American Express. Yeah, I, I think he put that in so he knew in the theater someone would do the a tagline yeah. for American mm-hmm. Express to get like a giggle. And the uh, couple who are, are getting engaged, <laughs> like, no, how that, great is this? Like, what? You thought that I had good intentions yeah. here. I just kind of came out. I'm it's, actually insulted. Uh, I don't it's think such I'm a messy act. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the, the paintballers yeah, are kind of yeah. fun too, where you have like the, the woman shoots there the two guys. Like, like, it's like and no, he three like, minutes, and there's a story they tell in these three minutes with these paintball guys. He reminds me of um, yeah. Barney. 
from Andy Griffith. What's his name? Barney uh, Fife. Yeah, Barney yeah. Fife type character. Mm-hmm. The way he's like doing his walk yeah. and stuff, bumbling. He drop in the paintball and that leads to again some great deaths you get yeah. the one where he throws the face throws the guy's face into the tree that has like the smiley face and then the out. blood goes in there yeah. yeah the blood and then the triple beheading which mm. again is 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 briefly cut you get a little bit more in the actual and that's why he gets scenes, his machete because that one guy's like oh fucking yeah. bitch he's like the misogynist dude and yeah. they kind of yeah i love how these yeah he's still holding his yeah. arm with the machete yeah. i yeah. love like, that part because <laughs> when he when he pulls the guy, like cuts the guy's arm off, yeah. he's holding the machete with the arm. It's almost like he looks at the camera, yeah. like just breaking down that yeah, wall. Exactly. Like, he's wearing a mask. You can yeah. picture the face that you this can see how made. this movie influenced Scream, which it supposedly mm-hmm. did, right? Like, yeah, they, well, they, uh, the they almost wanted yeah. him to direct, I heard, and he didn't want to do it at the time. But the writer was, I guess, a big fan of, of this film. He blew it then. <laughs> Why? Who know? Yeah, I don't know. It might have been different. It might not. Have it might have not be good. But like yeah. you know, mm. that yeah, guy hasn't had much, much of yeah. a career. Yeah. But yeah, I, again, I feel like this guy was. I don't know if he went religious too, but I know mm. he was definitely putting a lot of religious stuff in here with the girl praying. I think there's another scene that got cut up. Yeah, there was something that got cut because they were like, "This is way over the top." Like we were not mm. making yeah. this a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, James, uh, did, Cameron, Cameron, didn't he do a bunch there? of like Catholic Kirk Cameron, films Kirk Cameron. recently yeah. or something? Some straight to video Catholic films. I don't know. Oh, did he? I, th- I could be wrong about that, but uh, yeah, Jennifer Cook plays Megan. Uh, we mentioned the, mm. the church, and I love. That she's kind of like the sexually aggressive, like you don't see that in films. Yeah. Like she's the one she's got him. Like she's driving the fast car. She's got him on her lap. Yeah, like him kinda, on. and like he's kind of like staring at her crotch. Like, yeah, just stay down there, buddy. <laughs> like there's a fun scene yeah. where she's just like in the sheriff's office trying to balance on the chair. As she's down there, she's like making all these like just like oh here's like a hair turn. Like yeah. she's kind of like <laughs> making these like crude innuendos. But yeah, awesome. I, I just love, there's just a lot of fun kind of moments mm-hmm. with her. Like Even she's kind of a standout. There are like quotes, like the kids, like, oh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a uh, quotable film. Mm-hmm. What about the, the card game? Did you, so I remember this, they talk about this card game, and this yeah. is like, as a kid, me and my friends were always trying to like figure out how you how play do this. How you play this? Game. Where they mention like that, you know, you, Jason is Jason in the, uh, the cabin. And the, the camp counselors. Yeah. Did anyone. Ever figure that? No, game out? no. I, I wonder if it's on there. If someone's figured out like, yeah. the full rules, because I remember me and my friends were always trying to like invent games <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we had a bunch of different games that weren't correct. But, yeah. Uh, again, this film had a huge. This was the film like we always rented Friday Thirteenth. Me and my buddies a lot, but this was mm-hmm. the one that was like almost always going to be in the mix because it is like the most kind of like kid friendly. Uh, yeah, because right? there's not really like the, the kills are kind of tame. It doesn't have like, like the, any scary. Yeah, it doesn't go too gory, mm. too scary. The kills are almost supernatural. Not, yeah, not sleazy, gritty. It's more like, of like the verging on cartoonish. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I this uh, the the ending is is kind of fun. I, I kind of like that, even though I guess they had something different planned. But I don't know if it's budgetary reasons. Like I think they shot that in one of their. Oh, is it in his, his pool. father's pool? Or- oh, yeah, it's his yeah. parents' pool. Yeah, the, the director's he, he parents. Fun, and he ruined the pool with all the, all the, the guts gunk. coming up. Yeah. And, and, Which uh, the father thought was great and the mother did not. Not so much. But yeah, it, it's kind of a cool thing that, you know, he's Have in the, you guys the boat heard and he's popping out with the lake on fire. There is a lake, I guess, in like Minnesota that someone actually made like a Jason statue oh, and yeah. sunk it to the bottom of this. So scuba divers are using this lake constantly. So they'll be scubing and then like see this fucking statue of Jason with the chains and the rock. Crazy. At the bottom of like, how artistic and cool is that? Well, so many people buy the figure and yeah. put this in their fishing. Yeah, right? Uh, fish tank. tank. Yeah, fish tank, which is, is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I guess we we kind of mentioned it, but the RV scene is also awesome. So like, 
he kills him and it ends the song that the way it does with the echo Frankenstein done yeah. and then the fucking thing crashes to this big explosion. Oh yeah, that's the score a, comes on and yeah. Jason pops out. Like I thought, all that was uh, is done mm-hmm. really well. Um, What's also cool about this? They're constantly throwing out like a horror movie references. Like they oh, go to like 100%. the Karloff, like a uh, general store, general store, Carpenter's the town next. Yeah, yeah. I hate Cunningham that. Cunningham. I, I kind of hate that stuff, but I think this was yeah. one of the first films to do it. So it's mm-hmm. not as annoying. I guess he was like Every Sheriff modern Harris. film does well, that even now. The little girl <laughs> yes. that was uh, having like the the bad dreams and seeing yeah. the monster. Her name was Nancy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, actually kind of yeah. cool. And, and this does have some of the best kills, even if they mm-hmm. are like. Aren't as gory. You get it, so you get a heart ripped out. Uh, someone's, that's pretty gory, that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone's, but I think oh, it was yeah. even gorier, and I think he nearly stepped on it, but that's not even, I think that yeah. has been lost. Uh, the guy gets stabbed with the spear and then flipped over, tossed over mm-hmm. his shoulder. You get the double knife impalement. We mentioned all the ones with the paintball, the face of the RV. You get a head crush where he grabs someone and literally crushes his head. And what my favorite. I'm not going to say who, but someone literally gets folded in half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that's and great. I think yeah. even the deleted scene in that one is you actually hear the bones and shit crunch more, but oh, it yeah. still works, I think. You yeah. still hear, there's yeah. still an effect. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It still works. Well it it is quick, though, because I, yeah. I, I, I thought, I, 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 for a second, because the way it's shot, it's kind of dark. And mm-hmm. I went, what's going on here? Oh. oh yeah. I think, again, I think that's one of those ones where the scream fix that, because it's not too. I, I know this is the one out of that set that, like, had the people complained about, I guess they fooled around with a color or something. And I think this is the one that has, is the most different looking of all the yeah. films on the Scream set. Cause I think it has like more of the blues, the light blues and stuff mm. added into it and stuff. But yeah. Um, I don't think that would have been like, I think it's just like the quick. way, the way, the angle that shot, like to make it, cause I saw it again on the deleted. Yeah. The making of, uh, yeah. making of, uh, doc. And it's, it's, it's shot in a, a weird angle that isn't really letting you know, like it's, Hmm. It you could have done it more because it's a guy that's laying down mm-hmm. and another guy's just bending bending back mm-hmm. like they dug him out right yeah. like it's an easy effect but they're shooting it from an angle that's kind of far away that you don't get to really see it yeah hmm. um yeah I don't, I don't know but yeah this one kind of has everything I want like I think part one and two are kind of different and I love those for their own reasons but this to me is like. It's so different. It's it's probably the most fun mm-hmm. of the uh, the series. I, it I don't definitely know. is like a comedy. Like, a, and actually, the comedy works very well in this. Like, yeah, I, I, I got all, all the meta stuff is. Yeah, I don't know about it's, it's. It's definitely satirical, but it's not like straight. It's not like parody, like scary movie or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It yeah. still has that horror, but it's it definitely like taking itself it's less serious. serious it, but like again, like the producer said, you can do any comedy you want, yeah. but Jason has to be scary. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. That's um, why it works. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add? Or? I don't think so. Should we do scores? Yeah, and I don't even think we need to do spoilers. Yeah, it's not it. really. Um, I, I, the only thing I wanted to add, uh, again, we mentioned last episode, part five ends with Tommy Jarvis. He's definitely going to become the killer in that one because he's got the yeah the knife and the, they just completely ignore that. Yeah, I guess you assume that it was a dream or yeah. something mm-hmm. in this one, which is probably... Probably for, for the, the best. best. I don't know. I get that could have been in. Well, again, I think what happened is after part five, the way that ended, everyone's like, "No, we need." I don't know. Spoil the real yeah. Jason. I guess if you're watching part six. You probably seen this. Yeah. So it was like we need the real Jason back. So as you mentioned, yeah. Anyway, yeah. What are you guys gonna give this one? Diamond. Oh, I don't know. Um. So this one here, we go like seven, seven and a half. Okay, Beto. Uh, I'm giving it a seven. 
Wow. Finally. <laughs> so yeah, my, that's my, not... my highest score. Like there's things I don't like. I still think it's occasionally a poorly made film. Like why is he looking at a frayed wire or why is she looking at a frayed wire for like mm-hmm. three beats too long? Or why when he turns up the stereo, do does the stereo not get louder? And like obvious things that you should you should be able to do, but I did enjoy this one a lot more and mm. the jokes, like the meta stuff it all works. easily digestible. I like all the atmosphere. This is the first one that I lo- like. I'm not, uh, the first one probably is the only other one that I thought like the atmosphere really mm-hmm. kind of hit me the same way. Um, so yeah, I would say this is my favorite out of the series. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to eight. I could watch it again tonight if I wanted to, yeah. Uh, I'm going nine on this. Oh one. yeah. This nice. is uh, like top. Slasher yeah. for me, I don't know. This is kind of everything mm-hmm. I love in, in slasher movies. Would you have this above the first two? I don't know. I keep on switching that back and forth. I think when we did our top 100, I think I did. I don't know. Like I, the part one just keeps on growing on me, just because there's something mm-hmm. about. I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it. That works for me. There's something about the, the simplicity of those two films and the campfire feel. Whereas this one is is like a different. This one's almost like a better Halloween yeah. type film, even though it takes place in summer. Whereas those ones definitely feel like more summer. Yeah, you know, makes me want to be a camp counselor. Yeah, this one doesn't. This might feel the least summer. Yeah, yeah it does feel like it's like a, like an autumn day, doesn't yeah. it? Watching it, and that I think those ones do a better job of the camp. Like this one, you never really get to see too much of that. Like the the one girl, the sheriff's daughter, is never even at the camp. Like she's there for two seconds. Yeah, she's more Gets dealing out. with the, the yeah. prison stuff. And it's like you get the three for like a brief scene and then, you know, they don't last that long. So I I do like that those two films have more of the camp stuff. I don't know. I love camp films. Mm. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is still top tier uh, for me. Yeah, I don't think we have any spoilers. So the only thing I wanted to bring up, uh, a couple of trivia things. Uh, yeah, budget three million. It did nineteen point four million. This Ooh, is actually these guys are cash cows, eh? Like, they're still bringing a lot of money, but you are seeing a dip. Like this actually yeah. is the lowest so far, and I think from this point on, it gets lower and lower yeah. with each film. So this is where kind of people are are getting sick of it, I guess. Um, yeah, I see that if it, this was coming out every year, like you get bored, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, there was supposed to be. Um, I guess this was going to introduce Jason Voorhees' father. And uh, I guess they mentioned in the previous film that Jason Voorhees is cremated, and then in this film he's not. And I guess that was going to make sense because they were going to have this line where, like, yeah, it's supposed to be, and someone paid paid a large sum of money to to keep uh, to have body, around. body buried with next to the mother or some bullshit. Um, and you're gonna, you were going to find out at the end that it was his father and he was going to show up at the grave scene. The grave digger was not supposed to die and he was going to be there. And, um, yeah, you find out that his father huh. is looking for him and they were going to, and I guess they, they, the producers nixed that though. Cause they're like, ah, then we're going to spend the next film going into the origin and who this father yeah. is. And we don't want to do that. Um, and then when they added, they, they needed to add extra kills and stuff. Oh, the grave kill digger. Off the yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deaths we mentioned, a lot of them were just a little bit more bloodier, but, uh, Nothing too. I'm trying to say there's anything that was like big. Yeah, it was just a lot more. You know, the beheading, the the triple. That one you definitely see more. Whereas in this yeah. one, you, you just see the slice and then the bodies fall. That's down. It. in the actual one. You see the three heads drop. Uh, little stuff like that. A little more gore. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. I think that maybe it. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, and yeah, there there was actually three endings. Um, apparently shot for this. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but I don't think it matters. Um, 
So originally, uh, yeah, one ending, Jason's mask uh, floats to the top. Uh, yeah, none of these are that much different. Uh, da, 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 da. Mm. Oh, one of them is like, so the the uh, the guy with the laser red um, yeah. scope gun. Um, what is that called? Red scope the gun. Scope. Laser scope. The laser yeah. scope gun. Uh, he, so he gets locked in the movie and, and one point in the in the jail cell. It was going to end. He's in the jail cell trying to get the keys and then the door pops open. And you're like, ah, who's going to be there? So teasing. Mm. And uh, yeah, anyways, they they nixed all those endings because they wanted to make sure that people knew Jason was still alive because yeah. they didn't want to leave it ambiguous because they knew they wanted to keep on yeah, right. milking this franchise. So yeah, but nothing too crazy. Um, yeah, that's It's a it. good end. I like the end mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of the, well, I don't know. It's different, I guess, whereas the other ones are more of like chase scenes. This They, they did something different with... Him and the boat and the lake of fire and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, it's like he like the um. Uh, sorry, tar- sorry to interrupt. No, uh, Tommy's taking the offensive rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, all right, yeah. we'll be back for more with uh, part, part seven, seven and eight this what's, month. What's part seven called? I think that's a new blood. Ah, uh, I always get confused with uh, a new beginning, right? Is yeah. Yes, it's it's new yeah, blood because which is, is which is Carrie, pretty much Carrie versus Jason Voorhees. Yeah. So it, it's a, it goes another interesting route before he uh, shows up in New York City, which is uh, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, so. Jason, um, Jason takes a long boat ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this one and where it fits for you in the in the series. This is kind of one of those ones that some people dislike because it is a total comedic. shift. Yeah, they want it. You know, they want the series. It's not. They, they, this, fr- is, this is a serious franchise. I guess the first time that James become like a, a James Bond esque yeah. figure. Like you're watching these movies because of Jason. Janet. Yeah. Janet. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. great was that opening? By the way, did we talk about that? Yeah, or no? yeah we uh, talked about it. The but anyways, we'd love to hear a shot. Yeah. Uh, your opinions. Uh, go mm. to Facebook. Uh, we have a like page and a group page. And we're on Movie City. We're at Movie City Maniacs uh, on Instagram. Cool. There you go, guys. We finally got one that Adam was at least a little above mediocre, right? Like this is kind oh, of yeah. you liked it. You liked it. You yeah. maybe watch it again. I would it, like anything above a six. I, I, I you know, yeah. I'd watch again. So I watched yeah. the, I'd watch the first two again, and I watched yeah. the fourth one again. Mm-hmm. Uh, third and five. five yeah, I think they're, they're. That's kind of like that's a general consensus. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a time, but I, I this is my favorite. Cool. Well, we'll so see. So far, uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. if mm-hmm. uh, Carrier New York can. Uh, and uh, get you even higher up that list. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back with some more Friday the 13th. Stay scared. All right. Yeah!